What's cracking? It's your homie, Lil Mystery. You are now listening to the Emo Brown Podcast, the downest fool in Chula Vista since AC Slater, homie. You're listening to Magrito Podcast Network, celebrating the culture of Chicanos and Latinos one story and voice at a time. Connect on social, on Instagram and Facebook, at Magrito. Find all the Magrito Podcast Network shows over at Ladies and gentlemen and low lives, welcome back and thank you for tuning in to another episode of Emo Brown, the podcast, the Metiche Monday edition, brought to you by the wonderful people at Grasshopper for all your medicinal, recreational cannabis needs. Make it clack and get 15% back. Get Home your of the Emo, Emo Brown, Brown joint. Go ahead, bro. Emo Brown pre-rolls available now. Make it happen. Did you know on Tuesdays? Toker Tuesdays, you get 30% off on selected strands. I'm not even lying, man. It's a great fucking deal. We got a great slam show today. We got Jeffrey Dahmer, La Mera Mera, Chef Carlos Sandoval. <laughs> we got BJ Hezbera, El Berry, your local cryptocurrency real estate agent. What is up, man? It's a great day to be alive today. Happy Monday. Uh, I'm not a big fan of Mondays after we're done with this. Up until the point, until yeah, it's yeah, very yeah. nerve-wracking. Yeah. Do you get nervous coming on here? I get nervous coming on here. No, I just feel like I got to be prepared. So, like, Sunday nights, it's like, if I can't sleep, I for sure am up until, like, 2 in the morning, like, making sure I'm prepared for this. Like, it's gotten really serious for Wait, me. Are you prepared? I feel commitment. I, like, feel committed. I'm not even going to I know I told you guys that I wasn't going to be here next for, next Monday, mm. but I think I'm going to be here. Right. I, hey. I, my flight's coming at 7.45 in the morning okay. at Tijuana. So I'm gonna need you guys to pick me up. I may be a little I drunk. I told you I'd Uber you. Yeah. I'd be the Uber. <laughs> You'll be the Uber. I she may said be a little she drunk. drunk. I'm down. I want to see drunk chat. What is that? Uh, the ca- taxi cab confessionals. Hey! That was a fucking epic program. Amazing. I'm gonna have to find that and start playing it again. I'll bring Casas hey, when we make an episode. If you get the opportunity to rate, review, and subscribe to everything we do, make sure you do that on Apple or do it on Spotify. Spotify yes. is something we are gonna embark on soon with the lovable, jovial Eric Casas, the god. He's got some tricks up his sleeve and he's gonna make it happen. So we have streams on Spotify. I feel I feel like we're getting like a serious about what we do. Yeah. I feel like we're getting a little bit more like uh, structured. Thank you, chef. Because without... <laughs> we have notes and shit. There's I notes. know. There's so much notes now. I look at my bitch ass notes and then I look at hers and I'm like, oh man. <laughs> yeah, mine aren't even full sentences. Oh, like, she, she's doing she's doing real shit and I'm over here talking about people suing THC companies for not getting them high enough. Anyway, we'll get into that. That, that is otro pedo. Let's get into a little bit of the people who make this happen. As per chef's request, we will only be reading the first 50 because <laughs> whatever chef goes <laughs> from newest to first page ending ruben quinones <laughs> welcome ups's favorite matt diesel welcome eddie zuko eddie zuko is he going on tour soon what's the word he just released a new song yes that's it's so good yeah, i'm not gonna let eddie zuko some Freaks. people say some people say it's his visit here on metiche monday that catapulted him into the mainstream fame hey. Carson effect. Probably not. Brenda Aguirre, <laughs> Erlin Haaland. Oh, man, I need to find out who you are, too, bro. Because Haaland is my Norwegian footballer who plays on Manchester City. Oh. Carlos Jimenez, David Lara, your Mexican sale, beer salesman. Greg, Paulina for the people. Hey. The bringer of the eight and a half dick dropper. Kenya Nieves, Antonio Sanchez, Ryan Stevens, <laughs> La Homie Jess, Carlos Solorio, Jared Goldman, congratulations. Finally saw a picture of your wifey pregnant. Aww. Lucky guy, what an exciting time to be a daddy right now. Gabriela Ledesma, Rodrigo Arancibia, I see his little ass somewhere in here. <laughs> Mary Ice, 
El Flaco, Carly, Claudia Ucher, Westside, David Shapiro, Victor Almazán, Tanya Torres, Jorge González, Edna Álvarez, Reggie García, Ivan Espinosa, The Cepedas, welcome, Jason McClure, Carmel Harrington, Robert Gómez, damn, one page is too much. <laughs> one page is too much. Oh, my God. Clinton Jones. Let's talk about Clinton Jones. Clinton Jones is a local real estate agent. He does an annual turkey drive. Oh. He wants us to link up with Do It With Them. I yeah. Think, I could be convinced to do that. I want to do a turkey drive estilo pinche American gangster, where we all come out like in oh. uh, Mexican uh, trench coats with botas and cinto todo el pelo and just hand them out, you know? Pavos for Paco. Hey, you want all of the things. <laughs> Brian, yeah, stay tuned for that, because I think it's going to be cool. Marisol Yescas, Brian Casey, the Starvarsh brothers. Starvarsh! Eric Ortega, Thomas Ferez, Juan Coloso... Colazo. Golazo. Golazo. Vernie, unknown soldier, Ramiro Elvis, Sarah Chulamais, Will Holder, we'll stop there. Okay. We're going to fucking stop Heart right stop. there, bro. Hard stop. That's a, that's, that's a lot. I'm going to put this shit away, too. <laughs> I don't want to look at this anymore. On the show today. On the show today. We have a great show today. We got the homie, Dr. Q, coming in. He's going to let us all know as the voting uh, era is coming to a... Crescendo, he wants to go over what he's about, what he's running for, why we should vote for him. He's a local business guy, local father, studious, educated. He's the man. We'll get into him later. Yeah. And then we got Amar. Amar Kampanajar, a man who needs no introduction, so we ain't going to say shit until he comes on here. <laughs> so we'll, we'll wait for that. Right now, something I forgot to do last week, but I feel like we need to jump in and do it ASAP. Yes. It's going to be the My Grito. Oh. The My Grito. Let's get on that. Oh, did I do Since that? they are still the label that pays us. Update on that. Brought to you by Rob and Oscar, the head honchos at Migrito Industries, a company that I have recently re-upped with. I will be going in on them. We will release some details on what the structure is going to look like, but it's happy to call them home for a few more shows. They've got, some, right. tri- they've got some tricks up their sleeves. Mm-hmm. This past week was a very busy week, not only for Migrito, but for my big brother at Wiretap. On Friday, Migrito, one of San Diego's finest B-side players at Border X at the City of Bell. We were nervous due to the fact that the lead singer Carlos mentioned that if the Padres lose that night, their energy would be down during their performance. Oh, no! Well, we took the L. We took the big L. We... <laughs> that was sad. That, that, we'll get into it that hurts. one, too. Even though the Padres took that L that night and for the series, the B-Sides players got a W for that night for the fantastic performance at Border X. On a side note, yeah, remember that podcast show? Uh, R.I.P. Congrats to the Padres. What a great season. Uh, they did better than our Angels. The Angels, who the fuck are that? I only know them for a, <laughs> a Disney movie. Yeah, what? Fuck. Animo Familia, you guys kick ass. Also, this past week, my wiretap hosted Attention Fest in the OC. And what a day of incredible music, good vibes, and all-around fun. If you're not currently following wiretap records on Instagram, please do so. Big thank you to the homie Roman Partida from Chula Vista who purchased the Maigrito shirts. You're welcome. You're welcome. That's what we do. We brought in the horizon for uh, Maigrito here in the South Bay. Yeah. I see. I seen some fools at Home Depot wearing a Maigrito shirt, and I was going to take a picture, but I didn't want to be that weenie. Uh, thank you for your support, one. and your shirt is in the mail. No, not yours, Steve. Yeah, I know. But for the rest of you, my Grito <laughs> t-shirts are available at mygrito.net. Grab yours now and be the envy of the block, just like the Compa Roman. All the info you need, and to grab the records from Las Calacas, Adrian Carmine 3LH, Maria Sanchez, The Paranoias, head on over to mygrito.net and follow us all at mygrito. Orale. Orale. Do you like that word, orale? No. I'm not a big fan of the word orale. No. Orale. I think that's like a very LA thing. Yeah? Yeah, no. Oh, I'm, I don't want to talk shit about LA right now. No, I'm not saying. Right. I'm not talking watch shit. Your, you better watch out. Why? You better watch out. People listen. People, People listen to this but, show now. But what does that have anything? Why We're am famous. I talking shit suddenly? Fuck around and find out. <laughs> You're getting, you're getting a lot of hits right now, dude. A little quick update on the, the on your viral post. <laughs> 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 
chef went on and started reading off a list, conducted and compiled of votes and Yelp, yeah. Vice, and somebody else. I don't remember. Irrelevant. Yeah. Google reviews, yeah. That video that we put up has over 300 and something thousand views. It has over 12,000 shares. It's gotten crazy in the comments. I've had to remove a couple because there's some things going on in there that I don't I think are few, yeah. indicative and representative of what we want to do. But by all means, have a good time. Talk all the shit you want. We, I, I'm a big fan of shit talking. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a Padre fan. Yeah. You know, we talk a lot of shit when we win. We don't do it very often, but when we do, God damn, you better We're believe good at it. it. I We're love good. that everybody's on there kind of like repping and rep- like defending their city like what do you mean of San course, have you ever been out here it's so funny it's so great <laughs> Let's talk about things that we're going to promote right now. Oh, what are we promoting? Uh, let's see. Well, I got. I thought I think my sponsors. Grasshopper okay. again. Emo Brown pre-rolls available. I believe they are $5 a pop. Take your Emo Brown card. I believe you get $12, three of them. Yeah. We're going to go test that today. I don't have my Emo Brown card, do you? Of course. All right. You're going with me. You're driving me too. And you're probably taking me to lunch. My <laughs> fast ends at 1130. I brought you burritos. Tote Tuesdays 30% off on selected brands. The Elwood late night happy hour, $5 old fashions. I hear they're the best in the South Bay. Respectfully, Sorry, not sorry. It's true. Home mm-hmm. of the best Michilala brought to you by Cece. Don't take that up with me. Take that up with her. That's what she says. Three punk ales. World Cup is coming. The World Cup is coming. And you know we, you know how we fucks around at the brewery and make it happen. We just ordered a shitload of mugs in the shape of the World Cup trophy. Oh, cool. Yeah, supplies are limited. We will be dropping those. You know they're going to sell out. Come on through. Have a pint. Starts November 20th. People are asking, what are we going to do now that the Padres are out? Prep for the World Cup, duh. duh. <laughs> Mexico and USA both are in there. Both are my squads. Oh, I yes. can't wait. I'm excited for World Cup. That's World exciting. Cup. Is, I'm, I'm bummed that it's going to be in November because my work schedule at UPS that's around peak season. So I'm in usually at work like by midnight and I'm out by ten. So I'll be missing the majority of the games. I'll be calling in a lot. And I already told you guys the Padres didn't win the World Series, but when World Cup starts, I'll probably still be quitting anyway. Sorry, that just, I know it's horrible. Huh? Still, what are you promoting today? Uh, well, uh, I have a couple of events coming up in November. Mm, mm. Uh, specifically, I'll be doing the Baja Expedition with Eric Casas. What? And me, we're going to be heading down to Baja California as part of the San Diego Bay Wine and Food Festival. Casas the God. Yes. Uh, so we're going to be heading down to Baja. It's really kind of fun. Baja Wine and Food, my friend Fernando Gaxiola is doing this really, really cool event. We're going to be heading down to Baja, hitting up a bunch of different restaurants, and they're all Latina owned and headed. Nice. So we're going to be hitting up a bunch of wineries down there as well. Yes, Lechusa, my friend Chris. Uh, we're going to be hitting up Lulu at Bruma, uh, which just, uh, congratulations, just hosted the Valle F- Food and Wine Festival this weekend. So congratulations to them. Uh, so yeah, we've got that November 9th. Damn and then fool. all you do is party. I didn't go. <laughs> That's all you fucking do. I didn't go. I was at a funeral this weekend. Oh, here, make me look like a dickhead. Go ahead <laughs> and do your thing. Jesus. I worked. Yeah. I worked a private dinner and then I had to, a funeral yesterday. So no, I, I was I was not partying. But, oh. but I will be partying on November 12th and 13th. And November 12th, I'll be at the Grand tasting VIP area for the San Diego Bay Wine and Food Festival. Visit San Diego Wine Classic to get your tickets for that. And then on the 13th, which is literally the following day on Sunday, I'll be at the Temecula Harvest, uh, nice. Temecula Olive Oil Harvest Festival. All you do is party. Puro pisto y puro... You have to remember that these events, I'm not enjoying. I'm serving <laughs> I'm serving about 250 to 1,000 people. So while you may think that this is a lot of partying, it's a lot of work too. Oh, BJ Jasbera, Barry Jasbera, what's cracking? Uh, for me, I had a long week last week. This week is kind of my chill week, but mm-hmm. I am gearing up for Halloween. Halloween oh, with the kiddo. The first nice. real Halloween because the last one was COVID and there was really nothing to do and he was like too small to do anything. So now Pete can walk. 
Halloween is kind of living the rest of my, my month He's like your little mini twin. Every picture I see of him, I'm like, oh my gosh, he's so freaking, like, uh, what is he going to be for Halloween? Oh, Do you know? Crypto, I was cute. A she cryptocurrency was, seller. I, know, I can't, I can't, I can't <laughs> I bring myself cute. to say it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to be driving a little remote control. Like It's like those cars that the kids can sit in and drive. Yeah. But it's got a remote control too. So okay. we can like steer him down the street, you know? Like on the tricycle, like in The Shining? We're going to find somewhere. <laughs> Probably go East Lake. No, no, go to the Christmas circle, bro. Oh, Christmas circle? I post up my parents' house and I start slinging beers in their front yard. Your All parents right. live at Christmas Circle? They're the first house going in a Christmas Circle. Oh, uh, I love that. They're like on the, right on the... That's like a tradition for us. Don't don't love it. Now that I know that my, my parents, like they live there now for a few years, um, they get letters from like a local representative, somebody who like runs it. It's not yeah. like an HOA, but this lady like really takes her job seriously on what it takes to be a, a, a homeowner at the Circle. No mames, bro. 100% participation whether you want to or not. Like it's it's very like it's pretty it's cutthroat. Like, are you helping yeah. me pay my bills? And my dad's like, <laughs> if I don't put stuff up, you're just gonna do it for me. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my dad's like, no, mom, man, no quiero ser Like, hey, man, you fucking, you live here. They're the first house, so they're like, if you're going oh, in on man. Second Avenue, yeah. boom, they ha- he has all those little like all these cars out there, and uh, Santa is like hanging from a fucking chimney. How it's pretty cool. cool. <laughs> so yeah, we you know, my parents have parties there every every uh, holiday, like for Christmas, they have a cookie party, and for Halloween, all the kids are out there. So it's pretty cool. That. Go out there, we'll have a good time. Any shows coming up? Yeah, so on the weekend that I wasn't here, yeah, you came and saw me. I did at the holding that company. So that one was the best uh, best time I've had in a long time. And then just the other day, I played a backyard show like oh. out of nowhere. Like my friend was like, "Hey, I got a couple of bands playing. You want to come play too?" I'm like, "You know, I'm solo acoustic shit." He's like, "Yeah, you'll fit right in." And somehow I did. I think uh, I got a mosh pitting to fucking. <laughs> Yeah, I did. I got what? a circle pit going to. If you're happy, and you know it. Clap your hands. That's a mark oh of a true god. musician. Oh my god! <laughs> oh wait, I'm so confused. My my early morning fast is over. Let's oh, go. Oh, cheers. There you go. No, 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 no. <laughs> Of the, li- of the liquid variety. <laughs> oh, damn you, chef. Of the liquid variety. You brought tres leches cake. What the fuck? And then you brought burritos from Homemade? You brought them uh, them them trip burritos. Then we're going to Disneyland burritos, and you can't go to McDonald's burritos. Those I like how you best. named that right away, because that's exactly mm. what they were. Like, the first time Fernanda and I went up to Six Flags, her mom was like, here's a thousand burritos. It's and the best, I've though. loved them ever since. Let's get it's into the, the uh, algo buenos of the mm. week. Let's do it. Go ahead. Me? Go ahead. I'm going to start with that. Mm. Uh, well, I volunteered at Feeding San Diego. As, as you guys may have remembered, Like uh, we were doing a big campaign for Hunger Action Month. And one of the winning things uh, for for the people that donated was to be able to volunteer with me for a couple of hours. And so uh, that was this last Tuesday. And it was so much fun, you guys. And I seriously encourage anybody who's watching today to um, definitely sign up. Go to feedingsandiego.org. Um, it takes two hours of your day. We... Uh, filled. All we did was sort. Um, so like they have these huge, you know, you. I know you guys know what I'm talking about. When you go to the Mercado and they have like those big old boxes of like oranges, for yeah. example. Well, they had apples and cucumbers and then they had boxes of um, of sweet potatoes. And all we did was sort and put like six or seven or eight in a bag, uh, depending on size. And then whatever wasn't, you know, good, then we would s- set it aside because then they would drop it off at a farm for pigs. Oh, nice. Yeah. So no, no, the best part of that is that it's, it's food waste that would normally go to a landfill and instead it's food rescue. Right. Yeah. And so we managed to package you guys like 3,000 bags in Damn. a two hour period between about 15 people. When are you doing this again? Um, I want Barry to go. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I think, I think, uh, Loki. I was gonna talk to you about this. I think we should totally do like an emo brown kind of like volunteer, uh, you know, uh, day where maybe like every Tuesday or every Wednesday we go and like it. You can set up, you can sign up online. Um, they have shifts all day, um, and again, they're one to two hours. You can stay as long as you want. Um, it's over off of um, kind of like Miramar Road, Scranton Road up there. Also, oh, not Chula Vista. Not Chula Vista. I'm out. <laughs> but if you if you don't want to leave the South Bay, there are definitely opportunities uh, at local nonprofit organizations and community-based organizations that you can volunteer at um, to find out about all of those or some of the drive-through um, events as well. Um, guys, if you have kids that are in high school that want volunteer hours, especially because they're going to be applying for colleges, this is a great opportunity, especially those drive-through events are four to six hours, and that's a great way to earn a bunch of hours. Uh, so again, feedingsandiego.org. Make sure to check that out. So I get a fun. lot of questions from uh, the social club and just people in general from the South Bay on what can we do to participate more. Right now, I'm like, we have a lot of ideas in the air, but I feel like this is something that we can really do quickly and yeah. organize and, and kind of act and get the whole well, club and a, involved. Well, and a lot of those bags were going to like Castle Park Middle School. They were going to, to schools here in the South Bay. Nice. So, you know, just things to remember that organizations uh, like this, Let's they do don't it. require your money. Your time is super valuable. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's do it. Barry, you're in. It's the number one question on Discord <laughs> right now is on the Discord is like what's the next emo brown event? Yeah, what, what's the yeah. next let's community thing? Yeah, so let's, let's 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 do it. Yeah. I didn't know running uh, or heading up a foundation was this difficult. It, well, not difficult, very time consuming. Oh yeah. I didn't know starting this podcast was going to be this time consuming. We fucked around and like created something that takes up a lot of time. Well, all my Monday is dedicated strictly to this. Yeah. Like like being here. Sorry, and, UPS. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Just being here and then working with Casas and you guys. I mean, it's awesome. You know, it's a double-edged sword because it's like, it's awesome to do, but it's super time consuming. We have such a squad now. Your cousin-in-law, like Bianca gets on board and she starts doing our reels. Casas the God <laughs> the over here, famous man. reels. Yeah. And now Casas the God, man. So it's like, go ahead. Give me something good, bro. Uh, so my I'll go bueno this week is I went up to uh, Canada to hang out with our very own Cesar Torres. Yes, you went to Canada. For I did. Yeah. You left Chula Vista. I did. <laughs> I took the family too. We went on a whole trip to Canada to go see uh, the Virgin Beer. Two year oh, anniversary. Looks confused, bro. <laughs> he means Canada and San, San Diego yeah. County. He went to Escondido. He went to the hat of San Diego County. Yeah. I was so confused. I was like, you drove to Canada? It was a long day. <laughs> you nerd. Yeah. So we went up there. It was fun. Uh, it's really awesome to see him in his element. Yeah. You know? And uh, that's weird because I don't see him here in his element. Fuck. We miss you, Caesar. Caesar. <laughs> I think right now he's hanging out with our other guy, uh, Mr. Ben from Hoppy Days. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, bring him right, cakes. No, that's nice. why he's not here. But he, uh, you know, is a man loved by many. Yeah. And I think that's a a mark. You know, like it's something that he should wear proudly because a mark. I get to see it. A mark. A mark. I, I a mark. totally heard it too. A mark. Okay, I gotta, I gotta make sure. <laughs> yeah, he has to wear that next to his Amar tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it's really awesome just to see so many people, like just. Go out of their way to be like, it's Caesar, you yeah. know, like give him a big hug. Like Caesar loves that. Caesar, and Caesar's driven by that. He's a good dude. He's earned it. That's a reputation that he's definitely earned. Good for Caesar. He got some quality Pete time too. He got to keep him from jumping in a puddle. That was fun. I'm more concerned Aww. with him dressing like Garth Brooks. <laughs> yeah. What's going on? I don't know, man. He looks you got like... a picture of that, Casas? I know you got a picture of that. You know, like you gonna fight? My fucking looks like Brooks and Dunn, bro. I, when, when I was in, in high school, and they would send me the the Pinchi Vaquero Weekly, the magazine where you buy it, and like the sheepskin jacket. 
Vaquero Weekly? You never got that? No. You ain't downful. And I would buy boots and like a little jacket with a little borrego filling and like the, the, the bolo ties yeah. a la Philip Rivers. Look at him. Fucking Caesar's looking a lot like that guy. Look at my guy over there. Oh, oh my, my God. Gosh, Look at really him, bro. Drinking a nice Look at him with underberg. the world famous Jenna on there, bro. Go on the last one. Look. Not that, the last one with the trench coat. With the trench coat. <laughs> oh, it's a video? Bro. That's he looks He looks like so a model funny. from that. Look at there he is. Oh, yes. <laughs> As a no white wedding. person wedding. As a white person wedding for sure. For real though, he is channeling his inner Garth Brooks, huh? <laughs> Look at that guy. <laughs> Damn fool. He looks like the crazy Theo that does a line dance. Uh. <laughs> when he brought that hat to PolitiFest though, all these guys were giving him shit. Oh, but yeah. by the end of the night, they're all like, hey, let me take a picture of that. <laughs> Bro, we, we wore the hat. Look at him. Damn. <laughs> I think like he's playing a game of how many white people can I take a photo with? <laughs> Look at his credit cor- his credit score is increasing by the photo, dog. That shit's just going up. Oh, he's gonna go for a new record. It's going. <laughs> Wait. We miss you, Caesar. We, we miss do. Caesar. Algo bueno for me, dog. Congratulations, Padres. It was an excellent season. Yes. It was above and beyond anything we ever expected, especially without missing key components. You know, our World Series was the Dodgers. I know people are going to hate to hear that, but I think this team really excelled throughout the year to get to that point. Think about it. In the playoffs, we beat the Mets, 100-plus yeah. win team. The Dodgers, 100-plus win team. We emptied the tank physically, emotionally, and mentally on those Doyers, and there was nothing left for the Phillies. There was absolutely nothing left, No, nothing to take away from the Phillies. They killed it. They do their thing. Good luck against the Astros. It's going to be a fun World Series to watch, mm. but God Damn, man. Good good season. There's good I'm, moments for yeah, the Phillies. Yeah. But the uh, run, too. We get shit on by the, being the younger brother from the, uh, you know, Dodger fans. And I think rightfully so. You can't be the best until you beat the best. And hopefully this was just a new level unlocked for us to take it to the next level. I'm excited to see what we're going to do in the offseason, what kind of signings, who's going to come back, what we're going to retain. That's going to be exciting. It was a little, eh, you know, bittersweet. I, I enjoyed it because the Padres were awesome, but I'm also kind of... Taking a deep breath because we've been slammed at the brewery. We also have uh, Dr. Q here owns a world famous tavern at the Vogue. He can attest during playoffs, during football, during anything that goes on, baseball related, sports related, it gets busy. Yeah. So when the Padres are doing good, so does the businesses on the block. You know, like fortunately we, we were in a position where we're steady busy throughout the year. But as soon as like the Padres do something spectacular like this here. It gets overwhelming. I had to juggle schedules to like make it work. I was working at the Brilliant, so that was kind of cool. It took me back to being um, working when we first started because we opened in 2017. So from 2017 through the pandemic, I was there every day from yeah. the moment we opened to like 10 p.m. at night. Every day. And local business owners, are you know the feeling. There's That's what you do. You know, there, there is no substitute. You, you are there. You are the guy. Now I've gotten a little lazier in my old days. Now that we're five years in, I've, got, I've built a legit staff that I can rely upon. But being this busy during the Padres playoff run, there was just nobody available to work. And if they were, we're just kind of piecing it together. Our point of sale fucking system went down. That's been a pain in the dick. It's like, so toodles, Clover. Hello, toast. Oh. And that, that should be fun. Um, but I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited for the Padres and the future. I feel like, you know, trust the process, AJ Preller, all of the things. Algo bueno también. Mario Lopez responded. (laughs) So we had that reel that we put up for Mario Lopez about being a Dollar fan and somebody in the background. Find out. I came to find out that the guy in the background works at UPS. (laughs) I was rolling around UPS in a Nemo Brown shirt, just cruising, you know, like, oh, man, that's a great podcast. Yeah, yeah. Did did you know? Did you watch the the video that they put out for uh, Mario Lopez being a Dodger fan? 
the guy in the background rooting for the Padres, that's his cousin. He works here. And I was like, oh, shit. Do you listen to the podcast? No. And then the, I was with little Rob. And little Rob, fool, that is Emu Brown. He's the one who does the podcast. And I was like, yeah, you know, kiss the ring, whatever. They're like, nice <laughs> you cry. I was like, hey, how you doing? You know, nice to meet you. You'll soil your champs. And it just kind of further like, oh, that's cool. People are listening to the podcast. Yeah. And, and that made me happy. Mario Lopez <laughs> caught wind of the video that we're doing. And uh, he responded on there. He's a like, cold as ice. So this is another PSA. Get Mario Lopez on the show. Yes. Let's, let's get the, oh, yeah, the cold <laughs> as ice. Pin. Only three likes, full that's it? Oh, no, that's the one I sent you when it just happened. <laughs> but so, so that means, you know, he's 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 Chula Vista royalty. Yeah. You know, he, he's been, you know, he's been Chula Vista for a while. He's a Dodger fan. I'd like to pick his brain about that. I'd like to pick his brain about, you know, what he does for the local community, being from now in L.A., but yeah. originating from here. That'd be something I'd like to, you know, cross that T, dot that I with. I, th- I think that would be a little a match made in heaven down here. In addition to Mario Lopez and Chula Vista, how is about we start kicking this idea off for Algo Bueno? The burrito challenge. Yeah. The Chula Vista burrito challenge is going to start this week. So this is what we've decided. We've compiled a list of the 10 best burrito spots in Chula Vista as voted by the people who listen. Yeah. And, you know, we're going to make sure we ask Amar and we're going to make sure we ask Q for the best burritos in their opinion in Chula Vista mm-hmm. and see if they compile the list with uh, what we have. We're going to have 10. The 10, P, the 10 uh, taco shops that were voted on by all you guys' submissions, the requests, and pleading and begging. I know a few of them. Most of them we are, we're all going to know. So we're going to get 10 taco, 10 burritos, bring them in here, do it on the back, break them all down. What are the topic or the uh, the the rules on how we're going to judge these? Yeah, chef no, broke you it just, down and it's you just good. you just put me there. <laughs> I just I just took you to the spot. I mean, you are the like, chef. Tu eres la pinche chef. I know. And 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 originally, to be fair, Shams was like, "Oh, well, we should be you know doing you know we should be checking this and we should be checking that." And I'm like, "Well, well, well, let, let's slow it down a little." I know you threw a little culinary action behind it. Well, well, we were talking about doing it blind test for sure, and then Shams said, "Well, we should be definitely judging on size." Flavor, cost, well balanced, meat to fill ratio, right? and tortilla quality. Does yeah. it hold up or fall apart? And she said, <laughs> <laughs> Here's what I said. I said, as a professional judge here, <laughs> here are my recommendations for judging. One, we should be tasting on taste, judging on taste, texture, and ratio balance. Right. Cost shouldn't be a factor. This, I isn't, this isn't looking for the for this is looking for the best, not the cheapest. Could it be mm. bonus points though if it is better and cheaper? I think if the value is good, then sure. We can definitely add like a you know we can what if it's it. a wagyu I think that steak should be, burrito. I think that should be exactly but I think nobody's gonna give us a wagyu steak burrito in, yeah. in I saw the list. Yeah. There's nobody. No. I haven't tried the ones I brought yet. So no. co- <laughs> to me cost shouldn't be a factor. Tortillas can't matter because we're eating these at a significant time from ordering, which All means right. that the tortilla will degrade depending on the time elapsed from purchase. So that is Bring me- a chef on the show, they said. <laughs> have, a, have a chef fucking, you know, bad structure to everything. Here we are, dog. Now we have a fucking chef setting the rules for a burrito challenge. I'm with it. Okay. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, the tortilla, obviously the taste will be included, but you can't touch, like we can't judge it on, on tortilla degradation because okay, unless okay, we're- okay. That's unless a good name for a band. Tortilla <laughs> degradation. Yes. Oh, oh God, you're not down. I'm in. Punk with like a little cor- trademark with a little Norteño mix. Yeah. Tortilla degradation. In. Down. For the same reason we can't. <laughs> ADD. <laughs> 
for the same reason we cannot grade on temperature. So again, because we will be eating them well after receiving them, the temperature and thus the taste will be based on, cannot be based on temperature. So that will need to be excluded. Um, moreover, this should really be a blind tasting. So we will need to establish maybe a couple of third parties to yes. go and pick these up we'll for us. I have so nominations. if you would like to volunteer for that. Yeah. Okay. Well, you have nominations. Good. We're good. We, we got people. We yeah. got people in the club that can take care of that. Mm, so excited. Very exciting. That'll happen this week. Yes. And I think we should unveil the winner next Monday on our Halloween special with uh, DJ Sexy Lexi, the Bruja herself. She's coming in to drop some scary stories and shit on for uh, Halloween, plus the burrito winner. And we should also make clear that the reason why we're not doing it live on Metiche Monday is because a lot of the places are actually closed yeah. on Monday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that so was that was also that ends our algo bueno. But I've got an algo bueno right now. Tell Before me we everything. go any further, I want to introduce you. Got reintroduce everybody mm. to Doctor Q Gonzalo hey. Quintero. Doctor Q. Me. If you can make your way up onto BJ's stage, that would be awesome. Uh, Dr. Q, a uh, longtime, ref- I mean, lifelong resident of South Bay, uh, yeah. went to Sweetwater High School, went to San Diego State, went to Southwestern College. Yes. Um, full circle now, he owns a business here locally on the Third Avenue as well, a pillar of the community. They hold it down on the, the north side of Third Avenue. He is here today to join us about a new venture. Dr. Q. What's cracking, fool? Good morning, friends. How are you doing today? Everything is great. Everything is awesome. Everything is cool when you're part of the gang. Everything is awesome. Lego. Is that just me? <laughs> Lego movie? <laughs> Tell me I have children. Movie, right? <laughs> you got kids? Tell me you got kids. Tell me you got kids. ¿Qué onda, muñeco? What's good? Good morning, my loves. Uh, you put me in a great mood. It's been great watching you guys. Thank you. I'm a fan out here in the audience. Mm. Already was, but like... Well, uh, I read the names this morning, and... I didn't hear yours, so if I don't hear Dr. Q's name moving forward, guys, Dr. Q is running for a position in uh, Southwestern College. If you do not hear his name next week, no, I think that's illegal what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> never mind. Never mind. We're not, we're, never mind. Yeah. See, on this chart, we're fucking, we're fucking around. Hey, we're about to find out. Find out. Fuck around, find out, Steve. Tell me a little bit about what's going on, brother. So, yes, uh, good morning, everyone. Dr. Gonzalo Jesus Quintero. Like you said, born and raised in the South Bay, specifically born and raised in National City, lifelong resident. Currently live there in a house I've owned for the last 12 years with my wife, Stephanie, and our two daughters. I won't mention their names, but E&E. Love them. Uh, It was cool talking to you about our morning routines this morning. And, you know, you see all this fun and and, uh, excitement up here. But behind the scenes, you know, we're we're real people, too. And we're talking about our day-to-day activities, like waking the kids up, taking them to school. Uh, I got a doctor's appointment this morning, so my wife had to do all that. And I appreciate everything she does for us as a family. Well done. Look at you checking that box full. There's going to be a nice meal waiting for you when you get home. All right, you. (laughs) (laughs) And today she got to see, you know, wow, this is what what, uh, Papa Q does in the morning. Get the girls ready, taking them to school. That's, you know. It's important to uh, try each other's shoes on from time to time. Yeah. That's true. I mean, uh... I'm not good at it yet. I'm learning. Wifey's always like, she sends me, she sends me these little self-help Instagram direct messages. She's always <laughs> sliding in my DMs. Instead of saying this to the kids, say this to the kids. Instead of not helping me with this, help me with this. I'm like, I'm learning. Leave me alone. <laughs> oh, I a special lady, you know, like she got her degree in uh, cultural anthropology from Berkeley. Wow. Uh, oh, pardon. She, she went and went back to school, got, uh, you know, more education and child development so that she could teach at my kids' schools. Really? Yeah. And uh, on top of that, she's an Italian. 
specifically Sicilian. So. Oh no, she's on the. I don't know if you know about. She's the island getting kicked by the boot. Yeah, she's uh, so she's a tough lady, and I love having her. on I've been there. It's a great place. It turns out it's a lot like Tijuana. It's like ice cream, panaderia, church. Ice cream, panaderia, church. That's all there is on every block. It's like restaurants, restaurants, church. Oh, see, restaurants, uh, restaurants. They're the church. Mexicans of, of Europe. They are. Right? Yeah, they they totally legitimately. Are. Catholic. Uh, they're on some day families, shit. Families, um, oppression. Oh, you know. go ahead. <laughs> okay. <But yeah. laughs> okay. You Dr. Q, tell me about Southwestern College. What's going on? Where, what am I looking for? For sure. Well, you know... Southwestern College, for the first time ever, was going to have uh, elections based on districts. For over 22 years now, like way before I even went to Southwestern College in 2000, uh, the people that were on the governing board, how they were elected was the entirety of the South Bay, uh, which, which means it was something like a congressional race, right? So you had the entirety of the South Bay, meaning National City, Chula Vista, Bonita, Paradise Hills, uh, San Ysidro, Otay, all voting for the top candidates. Basically, the top candidates got in. But because it was such a big race, there, there was a lot of money involved in those races, right? Mm. And for the past 20 or 20 odd, some odd years, the zip codes of the people that served on those governing board tended to be in the wealthier neighborhoods. Now, I don't know about you, but people from Benita or maybe East Chula Vista might not know that much about National City. Mm-hmm. Watch your mouth, bro. I was born and raised in Benita. It's still a fresh prince. Really? City, huh? How much you know about National City? Enough. <laughs> Machete, what's up? I love you. <laughs> All right, we win. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so 91950, it's a lot different from yes. 91910. Yes. You know, and we're and we're neighbors. And uh, so this was an opportunity that that was uh, for the first time with the re- with the districting of lines, you know, uh, a good family friend of mine was stepping down from the governing board and wanted to step away for personal and health reasons. And, you know, we had a heart-to-heart about who's going to take the reins because this is the first time National City is going to have a seat at the table. That's wow. weird. So long. That's crazy. That's crazy. That, that blows my mind a little bit, man. Yeah. yeah, that gave me chills right now. That's crazy. And, you know, yeah, I've served... Um, Publicly, I was an appointed councilman in National City. Yeah, been a businessman for many years. Before that, I was an educator and a administ- college administrator. So I know a thing or two about a thing or two. Beer connoisseur. Beer connoisseur. Get my, sure. Go ahead. Come back to that. <laughs> <laughs> pizza. Passion. Pizza king. <laughs> Chicken nuggets is my family. Go ahead. <laughs> but uh, but in all seriousness, if National City is going to have a seat at the table. I want that seat at the table nice. because I want to set the tone for what it's going to mean to represent National City on the governing board at Southwestern College. I want people to realize that a lot of the W's that Southwestern College touts on a national scale is because of our satellite campus in National City. That's right. Whether it be for our dental hygiene program, for our phlebotomy program, for our various certificate programs, or even the fact that that's where a lot of our Suhai Red Devils yeah, I wore this on purpose. Yeah, man, 1999 fits like a glove. Back the O.J. Simpson glove, but still a glove. Yeah, he's not yeah, quitting just yet. Yeah, the okay. glove don't fit. Not that Jesus. one. That is good. Not that one. That's- it looks good, bro. It looks good. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, like, we bumped it earlier. <laughs> you ready to go fucking surfing with that wetsuit a little later? <laughs> Got out of you, boy. <laughs> no, Senator, go ahead. So anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, where was I? I know, I'm an asshole. I love you, I dude. Awesome. <laughs> but the bottom line is this, you know, National City Satellite Campus has been getting a lot of W's, and it's time that those W's turn into more funding for the campus. We make sure that our Sweetwater Red Devils know that it's a viable option to go there, to start there, Mm -hmm. and transfer to whatever university they want. Mm 
I myself, class of 99 Sweetwater. Class of 2002 Southwestern College. Get it. And then, you know, when I transferred to San Diego State, I really loved it there. I was a residential advisor. I was a TA, teacher's assistant. I was a GA. I lived on campus. I had that campus lifestyle. And that's what really set all me the off to the future. All the A's. He broke up all the parties. Yeah. yeah. Fucking no. party pooper, bro. <laughs> hey, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. The point is, I was on campus living that lifestyle, and that's what got me to get my master's. That's what got me to a doctor. I got my doctorate when I was 29 years old. Mm, nice. You know, perpendicular to that. I was an administrator at Southwestern College. Perpendicular. Uh, <laughs> All right, fine. Go ahead. I ran the Gear Up program through uh, outreach. So I was outreach coordinator. And when I finished my tenure at Southwestern College, I got my dream job, which was the coordinator of student activities. And that was really awesome because it was an opportunity to utilize like my master's, which was in public administration, then my doctorate, which was in education, and work directly with the ASO leadership, all the electeds and the student trustee at that time, teaching them how... Not how politics works, but how Robert's Rules of Orders work, how uh, how governing boards work, how to how to lead, how to go about understanding that you can be as smart as you want to be, you can be as educated as you want to be, but if you're not cool and you can't get along with people, no one's going to want to be your friend, and you need friends in politics. This you is need true. Friends in business. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like you're saying, like, okay. Why were we so busy at, at Vogue Tavern? Why were we so busy at th- Three Punks? It's because people want to hang out there. It's a fun place. Yes. We make places where people feel safe. Yes. We make place, places where people feel comfortable. More than anything, they feel welcome. And it's the same in politics. Like, if you come up here, if I was all stuffy and I'm like, X, Y, and Z, this is what I'm going to do, which I'm going to get to. But I'm t- on to tell you my story show that, like I was saying earlier, we're real people. Yeah. How do you, man? When is the election? Where can we look for you on the ballot? Who can vote for you? All right. So if you live in Northwest Chula Vista, so like 91910, or the entirety of National City, you can vote for me. All I'm right. on your ballot. Nice. Um, I've walked in Chula Vista. I've walked in National City. What was really cool this past weekend, it was a lot of houses we went to. People were like, save it. I'm already voting for you. Nice. So give it to the next guy. And wow. to have that kind of support, yeah. I have some name brand recognition. Dr. Q. People know Dr. Q. Uh, people have seen the commercials online. Look at my guy right there on TV, man. Look at you, man. Fuck. You know, whenever, if you... It had to be Friday wearing the Hawaiian shirt. It had to be a Friday. Looking good. Get it. You know, as a bigger man, I love my Aloha shirts. Oh, look at you. I can play all the roles. (laughs) Damn, boy. You look like a doctor there. Versace. Versace. Gucci. F.O. Versace. (laughs) Dr. Hugh, what what are you hoping to achieve? I mean, I know that you said that you're obviously trying to fill some really big shoes, but what is the goal? What are you you hoping that, um, you know, having a seat at the table as somebody that represents National City and that really represents um, all of that kind of west west, uh, of of, uh, Southwestern College, what are you hoping to achieve? Thank you, Claudia. And again... If people don't know, also a Suhai Red Devil. Ooh, get it. <laughs> she tells us every week, bro. Every week. <laughs> if you knew this, she's from National City. That's right. But, um, you know, the low-hanging fruit or things that I mentioned already is making sure that Southwestern College, the satellite campus in National City, gets its uh, its due. Yeah. Meaning get recognition for fair all that share. it's accomplishing. Mm-hmm. And then the fair share in terms of, hey, let's make sure we're funding these programs. Let's make sure that we're marketing these programs. I feel like... Uh, Having coming from public to private enterprise, public enterprise has a lot to learn from private enterprise. You don't market. You're not marketing these programs properly. You're not trying to find these people. As I, uh, Steve used to be one of my students. Indeed, in I was program at SDSU. You know, mm-hmm. one of one of my taglines was, 
you know, try to pe- reach people where they live, where they live online. Where, yes. Are, what, what apps are they using? Are they going to open their mailbox? Maybe not. Are they going to open their emails? Maybe. Are they going to open that app? Definitely. Mm-hmm. So reach them that way. We're trying to reach. I learned a lot from Dr. Q. Yeah. San Diego State's finest over there. And, yeah. you, and look at me now. Mediocre as fuck. Doing my thing. Go ahead. <laughs> You're mediocre. Mediocre. Got a lot of meat on that mediocre. <laughs> mm. So that's one. And then number two, you know, I'm going to bless some minds here, but... We're going to try to solve the housing crisis. Damn, through Southwest. <gasps> through, through Southwestern College. How do you do that? So in California, there is a lot of money set aside set aside to build new housing. And some of that new housing is specifically earmarked to develop near transit corridors. Mm. And MTS has already made it possible to, to develop the lots of land where there's parking near their trolley steps. Also, there's been a lot of money earmarked and set aside specifically to build campus housing for community colleges. Wow. This is something super innovative. Now, when we talk about campus housing, a lot of people are thinking, okay, 18 to 22-year-olds. That's university. When we talk about campus housing for community colleges, what we're looking at is developing it for all age age ranges because it's community college, 18 to 75, right? Also for staff. 75. Also for faculty. Because I know as an administ- as a former administrator, we suffer from brain drain of faculty and staff because they got a better gig at, at a different community college, meaning they got a couple of extra classes as a faculty member. So that's the path that they took. Or they're just trying to work closer to home. But what if we could make their home very near to campus? What if we made it zero to little cost? Super innovative. And then when we talk about you know, pr- providing it for students, people are, have already started naysaying. Okay, so what? You're gonna have like a homeless guy take two units? Yes, I'm gonna have a, I'm gonna have a person take two classes, take six units, and get off the streets and maybe learn something. And who knows what that's gonna turn into? You know, investing in themselves to f- better their future. And you know, we have countless stories of people that were students that were living in their cars. It was somehow a W a couple years ago. When they allowed students to live in their cars on campus, that's not a W. That's not even a Band-Aid. Mm-hmm. But this is something that I think we're going to accomplish. I'm not certain that the political feasibility or the po- is going to be there to do it on the main campus right away. But I feel that they're going to allow us to pilot this in National City because yeah. it's a little old National City. I have a feeling there's political aspirations in your future aside from what you're going to be doing at Southwestern College, in addition to what you've done in City Council for National City in the past, is that something that you see as a, a bar you want to meet, potentially mayor of National City, uh, or even further? I'd say this about how my whole life has gone. I take opportunities that are presented to me. They're presented to me through the work that I've done. So, you know, how did I become a, rest- a restaurateur? It's because I put in hard work being the GM of Labella's. I put in hard work having a marketing company called Craft Beer Tasters. I put in hard work working for West Coaster Beer Magazine. Put in hard work being the co-founder and co-instructor at San Diego State Professional Certificate in the Business of Craft Beer. And that turned into opportunities for me. Same with this. I served as an appointed councilman. I didn't run for council. Same with this opportunity here. Someone approached me. They wanted to hand the reins over, per se. But I knew that this was an opportunity for someone to set the tone or what it's going to mean to be the governing board member in Chula Vista representing National City. And the best uh, burrito in Chula Vista. Oh, here we go. Oh, oh shit. God. Oh, my God. Here we go. It's located go on North Highland Avenue at California Taco Shop. Is it really? Oh, 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 o
I know exactly. Right. That's like my mind. All right, we, we, we gonna get, we're gonna get, we're gonna get, we're gonna get to National City and all of the South Bay and all of San Diego, but we're gonna start small. We're gonna start with Chula Vista, three hundred thousand residents small. <laughs> yeah. We gonna get there, bro. We're gonna get there. Don't you worry. And nice. then I'll just say this about my piece running for Southwestern College Governing Board. This is not a position that was built for on-the-job training. This is a position, a governing board member is someone that needs to have experience understanding how. I've been in the classroom. I've taught in front of a lectern, right? I've been an administrator. I know how budgets work. I've worked with students, faculty, and staff. And I want to continue that work. Ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Gonzalo Jesus Quintero. The third, because I just add that shit to everybody, bro. It's a level of respect, that just really. Should, yeah, man. Yeah. I feel like there's PhD, there's you know, there's a doctorate, and then there's the third, bro. The third means a lot here at Emo Brown. Yeah, okay. I like the number three. Okay. Thank you for st- stepping in, spending some time with us, shedding some light on your goals, your past, what put you in the position you're in, and how we can help as a whole to get you to your next level, man. Bo Quintero. But when you join the Patreon, you can put all this information on our social club Discord. (laughs) Those people are just ravenous for information. There's a lot of South Bay heads in that in that Emo Brown social club Discord, man. So yeah, it's not a bad not a bad idea. I'm not gonna press the issue with them anymore. I feel like we've uh, beat that horse to death. Carlos, 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 (laughs) (laughs) Doctor Quintero, thank you for stepping in, brother. I appreciate the time with you, man. Good morning, guys. Thanks for having me. All right. Oh, look at that, man. That's just the first part. We're not a political podcast, I assure you. (laughs) No, but we're heading into midterms, and I think it's so so important. It would be irresponsible of us to not address. The politics that are currently surrounding us. I'm 43 now, and never in my life have I been political, ever. Not even an iota. Not a little bit. But now that I'm getting older, I am a business older. I am a father. I am somebody who is a homeowner in the community. I'm somebody who lives here and, you know, is doing things here. It's very important for me. Yeah. To have my finger on the pulse of what's going on in my community. Absolutely. You know, which is why we started the podcast to shed light on people who I feel otherwise don't get all the attention and hype that they deserve. Totally. Uh, and two, to see what's going on. How can I run my business better? My kids are going here. What do I have to do? So, you know, it's not a coincidence that the people I roll with are people who are involved with that. Q, fucking uh, Cesar Fernandez. Yeah. And after we're done with our Algo Bueno and, and, and Chale and Yahweh, we're going to get to Amar. Yes. But right now, let's get to a little bit of that chale. Oof. Go ahead, bro. Give me a little bit of chale. You guys want to play a game? Oh, uh, let's shit. play. It. Am I'm I afraid. the asshole? <laughs> okay. Okay. Yes. I'm down. And another one. Uh, I will so send you to Jesus. <laughs> I was saying that to somebody in OB before the show you came to. Uh, I was looking for parking, and they have their farmer's market that same day. Oh my gosh, it's a, yes. It was a Wednesday, and I don't know if it's a weekly thing, uh, but I, yes. it, so they had their Wednesday farmer's market. Wouldn't the biggest? It, don't go to OB during the all, fucking market. It, no, 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 no traffic. They put it on the main street, which I get like is good location for the, the guys putting up the shops and the gals putting up the shops, yeah. but... If you move that to a side street, people can park on the main street and Fuck then, your parking you know, fool. whatever. <laughs> but So it's always an issue. But this time especially, I was driving around for like a half an hour just trying to find something close to the venue, which right. is impossible, but I was trying. And you know with that move where somebody sees the person about to back out? So yes, you're an asshole. They'll wait, and then they'll take the spot. You know, they'll right. have the blinker on, whatever. You go around them. What about the guy that is past the spot... Sees them backing out and just throws that shit in reverse. Ooh, who won the spot? That's all I want to know. The bad guy. Oh, man. So I was ready to get the spot. I saw them backing out. And 
The person had already passed, like was way in front of me, starts backing up. They're not even out of the spot yet, but he's backing up, just like flying back at me. And I'm, you know, there's traffic behind me. I'm not throwing it in reverse too. Like I'm just, hey man, don't hit me. Gets right up on my bumper and we're sitting there exchanging, you know, awkward white guy faces. He's making faces for everybody who listening. Extra mayo, extra mayo. Oh, oh, they can hear him. They can hear him. More baloney. Baloney. I only like gray poupon. It got to the point where he wanted to take his head out the window and look back at me. And I just put my head out the window. What the fuck you going to do? Yeah. He gets back in his car and uh, is talking to the person next to him. I've dug in at this point. I put it in park. I put the emergency brake on. Oh my god! The people behind me it are getting closer to car? me. Was Pete in the car? No, this was for the gig. So <laughs> oh, it was just me and the car. I would never do shit like this. Don't endanger no. your child. No. I don't know. I would, it's not the hill to die on. It's not the example I want to set for him either. But I was ready, mm. <laughs> so I needed the spot. I was trying to park and not have to carry a thousand pounds of equipment to this fucking venue for free. So I was sitting there waiting for the spot. The guy did what he did. We had our little glances, and then he starts backing up more <laughs> and more oh. and. Hits my car. No! The other guy's still not even out of the spot because he can't get out because the guy is blocking him by hitting me now. Oh my god! So long story short, the guy in the parking spot is so nervous he just wiggles his way out. Like I don't want to deal with these assholes. He also guy takes his the way spot. Out. And uh, ooh, I gave him the meanest, just fucking sternest white guy face I could on the way back. Well, that failed obviously because yeah. you didn't get the parking spot. What a weenie, bro. What was I going to do? So, so I, why I is this push an car I, Am I the asshole? Why, yeah, you're not the asshole. Obviously. You're the pushover. Well, because, because I was the guy like, you know, is, I could have just like gone around, you're let him have the, the spot. Did you whatever. let air out of his tires? There may be a dent in his car. Yeah. Did you oh. put, I don't know, nudie magazine pages on his windshield and drop water on them? Yes. Those are things you That's, need to do. That's how you become the asshole. I was always a fan of the shaving cream Listen, on the paint. I have a car. I have a coin here. And this coin says, official asshole. Boom. And it also says... I'm the one of five recipients of this card. I'd lo- a coin. I'd love to give it to you, but your antics nowhere near being an asshole, bro. <laughs> you were soft. You were soft. That was. Uh, you were soft. No. I gave him some nope. stern looks, and oh, look I yelled out my window. Look at you with the stern look. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to be on the receiving end of one of these. Let me tell you, it did nothing apparently, bro. Yeah, no, not at all. <laughs> no, my dad threw some stern looks at me. He was at the brewery this weekend when I was there working, and he looked at me, and I was like, "Damn, what the fuck did I do?" My dad can still break me down to the core just by giving me one look. No, the whole family calls him. He called, everyone in the family calls him El Dientes because if he shucking, shines his teeth at you in pearly whites, it's like, oh, man, what the fuck did I do? Oh, no. Yeah, so no, bro, you're not an asshole. You're, you're a weenie. It's okay. All, All right. right. I'll no, take no, that. Bro. I'll take that. I'd rather be a weenie than an asshole. Chef. Charlie. My boy, my 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 my, my mentor, my Gordon Ramsay. What happened? Is my Charlie oh, of what the he, week. What I he know. did. What he did. Well, he decided to make this. Uh, Wait a minute. The views expressed by Chef are hers alone and do not represent Emo Brown. Gordon Ramsay, I'd love to have you on the show. I have a feeling it's not going to happen because go ahead, chef. <laughs> go ahead. I might need a sip before this. <laughs> go ahead. Gordon Ramsay decided to make what he called a classic Mexican dish. Oh, Rachel Ray special. Go yeah, ahead. Yeah, and he just started it off with like, you know, onions and jalapenos and, and saying like, oh, it's so spicy. And like, let me add some cumin. It already smells Mexican. And I was like, oh. What does Mexican smell like? Cumin, I know. apparently. I know. Yeah. Apparently it's cumin and jalapenos and onions. Jean-Paul Gaultier is what this Mexican smells <laughs> yeah, like. But it, was, it was. Grasshopper. It was, um, <laughs> grasshoppers with. You're not Mexican. I am a quarter Mexican. You're new Mexican, motherfucker. It's half. That makes me a quarter. (laughs) (laughs) Not the best tacos in the country, by the way, regardless of what people are saying on that thread, as you were. 
so anyway, yeah, he decided to make this almost uh, like a dish with um, tomatoes. He used canned tomatoes. He took canned beans into a sieve and then <laughs> ran them underwater. And everybody was like so confused. And, and then was and this then, a bit or was this real? No, this was real. And the, the worst part is it's actually a video that resurfaced from in um, a post uh, of somebody that follows Gordon Ramsay on TikTok and pulled a video from three years ago and then created a TikTok to showcase this classic Mexican dish. So low-key, like penita jena, you know, like embarrassed a little for him because it is very cringy. It is not classic Mexican what I think he was trying to do, what what he made was nestled eggs, as they're known in like everywhere else, right? Where they're not nestled. here. What the hell is a nestled egg? I haven't nestled my eggs since the landscape. <laughs> I have a couple nestled eggs currently. Yeah. So, he, so he, <laughs> created, he created this like tomato, canned tomato based like sauce, I guess, dipped like the shell of an egg to make little slots for five or six eggs. Oh, that's cute. And then dropped the eggs in there um, in order to poach them while he baked it with like tortillas all around. It was gross. It was disgusting. It was weird. It was all very cringy. However, Pinchy Gordon Ramsay. However, there's a chance for redemption. My challenge of it all is that people are so ridiculous. Like people started saying, "I'm Mexican and I've never heard of this before." And mm -hmm. I'm like, "Well, then I'm sorry. You're not very Mexican." Go ahead. Because that dish actually does exist. It's just never made the way that he makes it, right? It never has beans, but huevos ahogados is mm. a thing. You <laughs> drop eggs, especially and when I'm them. in the jacuzzi. <laughs> <laughs> You drop eggs and poach them in a like. And I'm out. <laughs> oh man! Look at huevos ahogados, Gordon Ramsay, uh, spicy Mexican eggs. I don't what like the it. The video yeah, starts with him doing this. That is. Oh mm. god! Like the viscosity of that is what kills me. Look at there he is, canned, dropping it into the sieve and then running it underwater. These like, beans aren't wet enough. I gotta get them wetter. Well, the, I the think most Mexican thing is, about that video is his tight ass black shirt with that fucking chain. <laughs> look at that. That fucking look. <laughs> I can't. Like, why, boss? He's been hanging why? out Justin one day. Got that <laughs> why shame. did you do it, boss? Why oh, did you man. do it? Man. Yeah, it was a bummer. I'm not going to lie. It's a it's a big bummer to watch it. You should have gone Ramsey and just ran in there like, again, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> but again, all of these people saying, like, this doesn't exist. Yes, it does exist. Yeah, what was what was that was, yeah. is a real thing. I've you, heard that. you drop eggs into a salsa, but it's a lot more watery, and they poach in there, and it's delicious, and they're runny, mm. and, mm. and they just create this amazingness. Uh, but it doesn't look like that, just to be clear. Oh. So it, uh, all of those, like, thousands of people being like, I am Mexican, and I've never heard of this before. I'm like, shut up, then you're not really Mexican, Maji, because you do not hey, know about that. What's the deal with ranking how Mexican we are? You're not, you're this Mexican of this. You're not that Mexican because you don't do that. No, you just did it to me. Mm. You know, it's like, I feel like that's a real thing, bro. I mean, I get it. You know, we, we drop a lot of, you know, dick and, and, and talk shit, but... yeah. Different parts of the country are always ranking how Mexican you are. You know, oh, obviously you've never had a new Mexican taco. Obviously you've never been to Austin and had one of our tacos. Whatever, man. I'm, I'm San Diego Mexican. I'm a South Bay Mexican. I'm a Chula Vista Mexican. I'm a border town Mexican. I like carne asada fries. I like my California burritos with fries. You know, it's, 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 we're all Mexican. Yeah. We're actually Mexican-American. Actually, you know what? I think I'm going to identify as Chicano now, in all honesty. But I will never identify as Latinx. Saying, Orale, then. And, do it. Chale. <laughs> 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 I will never identify as Latinx, man. And I know that's going to be like a little hard on the ears for some people, but 
Don't throw a next on my Jay fucking Clip man. Jay Clip is here. Don't throw. You know who's He's Latinx? He's gonna catch it from both sides. You know sides. who's Latinx? This motherfucker over here is Latinx. Somebody get the ca- the camera on fucking Jay Clip. Get him in front of a camera, bro. That guy is Latinx as fuck, bro. Yeah. Latinx. Latinx. <laughs> uh, my Charlie moment of the week isn't as damn. You always well done. You always kill it with yours. Mine is easy. Mine is really easy. There was a person at the Padre game, the last Padre game we were at for the Phillies. Um, we lost that game, apparently, on bad luck. Uh, we were at the game. This lady sitting behind us in the row in our seats and somebody sitting in our row, two seats over. Everyone's hype. You're at a Padre playoff game. Everyone's hype. Everyone's cheering. Everyone's up. Everyone's doing their thing. This lady, we'll call her Karen, she was just like, hey, guys, sit down. We only we only cheer when there's two strikes on the batter. What? We only, we only cheer if the... And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. First off, don't tell people how to fan. And she looked at me like, oh, because she like turned around. And it's like, no, no, no. And, and she was like, and she was ready for me. She was like, yeah, tell her, tell her, tell her I'm right. And I was like, no, don't tell people how to fan. We're all here. You don't make the fucking rules. And I was with my brother-in-law and he was like, he was just this kind of shrinking in his was going. <laughs> I was like, take it easy, weatherman. We're, we're about to go in on this person. It's about to storm. Yeah. And, and then she kept going and kept going. I said, you know what? It's fucking rude. Don't tell people what to do. Like you, you can sit down and, 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 or stand up, but don't tell other people how to do. And it just triggered a memory of. Past Padre experiences, that shit happens a lot at the stadium, man. One time <laughs> earlier in the year, I remember I talked about it earlier This in one of the podcasts. We were walking through the uh, the corridor. I believe they call it Craft Beer Alley where all the craft beer spots are. And there was a, the flag saluter, the national anthem. I was like, let me fuck around and find out. Do people get upset if we just keep walking through in the national anthem? Mind you, we weren't the only ones. Yeah, There was white people everywhere walking through the national anthem, not removing their hat, just kind of hustling to get to the drink, get to their seat, get to the food, whatever. And then some lady just like right when I walked by her, raise your son better. Because I was with my boy. I was my little, my oldest. And we were walking down the corridor. Raise your son better. Be a better example. Stop and salute your nation's flag. And I, was, and, and I didn't stop because my son was with me and talking shit. <laughs> I did some outlandish shit to her. I said something that I, I, I don't regret saying it, but I said it and Sonny didn't hear me. But then it just triggered me. like, why are people so hellbent on telling you how to do shit, why to do shit? In my life now, I get a lot of that. I yeah. get a lot of people, you know what you should do? You should do this. You know, you yeah. do that. You should, You really need to do this. You really need to focus on that. You really, like, fuck no. I'm going to do what I do because it's got me this far and it's working for me. I have a very elite circle of people who I hang out with and people who's... Uh, Influence I really take to heart. And yeah. it ain't some lady at the fucking stadium telling me to stop <laughs> and take my hat off for the fucking national anthem. Yeah. It ain't some lady to tell me to sit down when there's one strike and there's no need. It's a fucking playoff game. It's the it, it, it's a red petco. She's stop, lucky she didn't get popcorn thrown at her. Stop the white guy that's walking right by, you know. Don't stop me. Why are you trying to talk shit to me? Like, don't oh I got a little perturbed. 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 Let me bequeath let me bequeath that word on you. I got a little perturbed by that shit. How many how many syllables? So a kerfuffle with the sporting <laughs> I was kerfuffling with Karens all over. <laughs> kerfuffling with Karens. The kerfuffling Karens. Ooh, Ooh. the Karen kerfuffle. That sounds there like an is. indie rock band. There it is, bro. Yeah. Yahweh moment of the week. Get it, girl. Me? All right, get it, girl. Yahweh! <laughs> okay, my Yahweh is pretty good. And I'm going to save you because you said you were bad luck. Mm. Oh. It's not you. Go ahead. And... I also have to say this because our friends Ground Floor Murals were getting some flack saying Ooh. that they were... Unbelievable flack. Uh, you know, they were una- unaware of uh, superstition. I mean, every sporting franchise has their superstitions. So don't don't feel too bad, guys. It's not your fault. The real people's fault is that cringy, cringy, cringy Padres rap. Did you guys see that on uh, Channel 9? Yes. I think it started as like a, a viral video. I don't or understand why like, everybody kept reposting it. It yeah. was terrible. It is bad. And then it made it all the way to the news. 
And then what happened? Padre fans are cringy as fuck when we make videos. Well, the people that have made videos are cringy as fuck. Yeah. What was that 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 dude that was rapping about like he was using an Eminem song and rapping about the Padres in front of Petco? It's- and then there's this weenies going on fucking Jammin' Z ninety or ninety three three talking about that's what's in shit like that. <laughs> and I don't get it, man. Like we repre- we're on the main stage and we're representing ourselves with like mediocre shit. Exactly. Yeah. We are San Diego. We pride ourselves on a. Th- very like well-groomed hip-hop community. Okay, there go are ahead. rappers in our town. We've had two on this mm. show. Mitchie Slicks, you're next. Mitchie Slick, you're next. That's right. Lil Griefo, you're next. But like, why don't we let them represent us? Why do we need yeah. like the dad brigade coming out? That's what's <laughs> in. That's what's Maybe you should have the dad brigade. Look at uh, fool. I don't know why you're talking shit. That looks like your uncle, your cousin. <laughs> That's the motherfucker who makes you like your what, what are you Polish? What do Polish people eat, bro? All my tios, all look my tios at- are Mexican, man. I don't have uncles. <laughs> look at that guy. Yeah, I've known Barry just Barrow since I was 20 years old. I got me my NFT and I've been at, just oh, leaning I told ever him, since. I told him how to oh, lean yeah. like that. Look at hey, hi, I'm Barry's hey. brother. Oh my gosh. <laughs> don't show me my wife doesn't know I'm out of Don't right show, don't suck check me. I'm wearing Birkenstock. <laughs> oh God! I keep, There's a sale on mayonnaise right now. Kroger. I keep, I keep packets of mayonnaise in my cargo shorts. <laughs> hey Look man, at me. Them tomatoes, they're spicy, but I like to eat them. Yeah, I voted from the can. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Nah, man, you people are wild, bro. Good. Wild out. <laughs> So that's my Yahweh. Those guys, oh, those guys will be my Yahweh. Oh shit! Go Thank ahead, Yahweh. For three weeks. We gotta go. What's up? A little bit. I'm of- just. I'm just gonna. I know. I'm gonna sound like I'm a little bit still. What is it? Hurt, but hurt, whatever. Ooh. After that discovery thing went down. Oh no! But um, this- ladies and gentlemen, brace yourself for some chef butt hurt moments. Let's <laughs> go, chef. So uh, NPR recently did this thing where they shared this huge study that was done, and they were saying that there are more women on TV, but that ageism persists. And then when I started looking at the study, the study was, or I guess it was the annual Boxton study from San Diego State University that looked at over three thousand characters and more than three thousand eight hundred credits in the 20, 2021 to 2022 television uh, season to determine the number of women working both on screen and behind the camera. So cameras. there's enough data to compile this. Yes. Go ahead. 100%. Now, in 2021, again, to 2022, 55% of all female characters in speaking roles were white. Okay, 55%. Karen, 27% were black. Okay. Up four points, by the way. That's good. Uh, from 23%. Uh, 10% were Asian mm. uh, and or Asian American. Uh and uh, 7% were Latina. Up from? Uh, up from 6.5%. Jeez, way to go, guys. Half a percentage points. Look at us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And less than 1%, guys, were multiracial, multiethnic, or um, native American, uh, which really is like heartbreaking as a Latina who is in television. I just keep seeing these numbers. And and by the way, the NP, like I usually like read NPR, you know, and, and NPR in this case was focused on ageism and how a lot of these uh, actresses, whatever, were were mostly, you know, discriminated against because of age. Mm. Guys, 7%, 1%, less than 1% of of Native Americans. I mean, so when you start to see those kinds of things, like you start to realize how the odds are against us. And I I just bring that back up. Um, This is obviously... For me, it's a huge Yahweh moment because as somebody that's Latina that's trying to make a space for all all of our little girls and, you know, um, uh, to be clear, I don't think that 27% of black people, uh, you know, of black women, I don't think that 23% of Asian women, you know, that is not representative of our population. And so we should be doing better. We are no longer the minority, though. It's exactly. Like, you know, I feel like... So these numbers are not representative of our population. Latino 
even Hispanic, something I don't like, but Mexicans as a whole, yeah. we are, we're not the minority. No. Motherfucker, we're everywhere. Yeah. Don't believe me? Just go out and see how many people are arguing about how many tacos there are everywhere. Oklahoma City, I'm looking at you. Yeah. San Jose? Look, no, nah, San, San Jose fucks. They get down, bro. So when I, yeah. <laughs> and I'm not being paid to, 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 to plug anything, but when I look at films like Wakanda Forever that features black women, uh, Native American women, Latina women, these are the types of films, guys, that we need to go out and support, support and, and rally. blow up. Yeah. When you see Latina-headed uh, shows, black women shows, Asian-American shows, make sure that you go out and support. Um, they don't know. last long. The shelf life... That's or the, the worst part. Yeah, it, it's like it doesn't last long. Yeah. I mean, I'll, how I'll, many I'll, more Real Housewives do we need? Like, how many more white... white slow white down. Shows? Slow down. I'm just... I can't. The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills is popping off right now. The Real really? Housewives of... Fuck, what's girl. that one with the... Well, let me introduce fuck. you to Rica Famosa Latina, which mm-hmm. is on Estrella TV mm-hmm. and is about to launch. Estrella TV. What the fuck is that? I don't even it's know a, what... Yeah. That's the show my show. That's the network my channel's on. My Paramount. Plus is where you were at. No, I was on Discovery Plus. That, that was one. Taste of the Border. <laughs> okay, but Master- well, well, shit. I know, right? <laughs> Netflix. Master Chef Latinos uh-huh. is on Estrella TV. Okay, teach so. me. Who? We. These are the things we need to subscribe yes, to. Yes, Estrella TV is is cable. So we were watching something on Netflix about like a reality show about the EFE and 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 people of prominence in Mexico City and the EFE. Which one? I don't know the name of it. That's a <laughs> fucking thing. And and I think I'm gonna have to like delve in and watch that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What can we do to help kind of elevate that? Who do we who do we talk to? Do Support- we have any? Support with your viewership. Like, you know, stop. I mean, not not to say stop watching your favorite shows, right? But definitely when when you go on there, you could literally, there are settings on your Netflix that you could literally look for Latino, black programming. So support those shows and actually watch those shows. Those shows are the ones that need your eyes. And when we get eyes on on, our, on all of the stuff that we're working on, then those, those networks say, oh shit, there actually are people watching this. But I need you, I need to explain. They are not helping us. They put us in categories like that so that you we won't pop up on your first screen. So the first thing that's going to pop up is Jeffrey Dahmer. Mm. It's going to be, you know, Doctor Strange. <laughs> it's going to be all of these other white-headed shows, you right? Need to, you need to see my Netflix, though. <laughs> <laughs> my Netflix algorithm is all fucked, It's man. all Adam Sandler. No, 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 it's all Mexican shit, bro. Yeah, it, it, I mean, it's well, all, like, paisa shit. If you look at mine, it's like... Okay, it's all cartel shit. Yeah. But then there's other Mexican shows and there's other... There's a lot of... I'm telling you, bro, it's not all fucking Point Break and North Shore and Red Dawn, all right, dog? I know what it's like to have... I know what you're looking at. I know it's like to have time to watch Netflix. (laughs) It's not all Bobby Flay and shit and whatever the hell you're watching on your TV. There's other other genres. Like, I watch Hentified. Hentified on... Hentified, I love What was that on? Netflix. Okay. Two seasons, gone. Yeah. And I was into it. The first season really got so me. Kind of lost me in the second season. I was like, all right, but I was still into it. And then it was gone. Yeah. You know, the, the, the what's the new one, Casas, that came out, bro? The one where uh, Frankie Quinones is on there. Fucking, I forget the name. You haven't discovered it yet? Fool? Something fool. Yeah. <laughs> I liked it. Yeah, but then it's like, will it get renewed? Will it kind of keep going? It's like, there's a lot of shows that we watch that we're about, and it kind of, we're typecast. We're the same thing over yes. and over and over. I think we need to break the mold and do something. Maybe it's up to us to create something different. Yeah, I mean, I there's there's so many conversations about it, but I just wanted to bring up this study because even, even on NPR, the feature was on age versus on demographic, and demographics um, and the representation on and behind the screen is just not representative of our population. So, agreed. Let me cap What's that off with a cherry on yeah, top. Give us you some know, let me give you some in depth journalism right now. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, the weed company sued for not getting customers high enough. Yeah. What? You heard it here first. <sighs> 
A cannabis company in California sold joints labeled with a much higher THC content than they actually contained, violating consumer laws and angering users who didn't get the high they paid for. A class action lawsuit. Wow. Filed on Thursday, alleges. The defendants, Dreamfield Brands, a med for America, produce and sell Jeter. Pro- I've heard of Jeter, bro. <laughs> I smoked one of those. Oh, shit. I better stop reading this. Hold on. Hold on. Plenty high. All right. This is from Vice, guys. This is not for me. All right. This is not for me. <laughs> So Jeter. Um, Jeter pre-roll is the subject of the lawsuit. One product in particular, the Baby Jeter Fire OG Diamond Infused. That's a long name, dog. Short you know, if you're down. looking for Call a fucking weed, if you want a clean high that's going to pack the punch as marked and advertised, Emo Brown, the pre-roll. Go to Grasshopper, available for your purchasing pleasure. Let's see. Uh, Fire OG Diamond, five-pack pre-roll, claims to have 46% THC. The lawsuit says that an independent lab testing had shown that actual THC content was between 23 and 27. Damn, that's half. That's Damn. fucked up. Imagine if I marketed a beer, Flama Blanca, as five and a half percent, which it is, yeah, and yeah. then it only comes in at two percent. Yeah, that's a problem. That's an issue. That Consumers is an issue. are willing to pay more for cannabis products with higher THC content, and expect to pay less for cannabis products with lower THC content. Oh, contents. I've seen that brand too. The compliant mm-hmm. alleges that uh, labeling its products with inflated THC numbers, defendants are overcharging customers. Agreed. Motherboard contacted Jeter's cons- customer service line by phone and email, as well as <laughs> let me guess. Nobody responded. They said, Dave's not here, man. <laughs> he's, not, he's not on the couch anymore. Neither responded in time for the publication. Oh, the plaintiffs yeah. are seeking punitive damages, an injection, an injunction against the company, and a jury should the case go to trial. Wow. Fucking around and finding out. Seriously. Yeah. They thought, you know, they said, oh, these stoners, are, they're not going to care. You know who's going to care? Me Stoners. on the next panel. I think they probably thought they're not going to notice. Yeah, yeah. They're probably smoking so much they're not going to notice. Their fingers are too uh, dirty with flaming hot Cheetos you, residue to fucking send an people email. Who do notice yeah. <laughs> when you're like, I do this all the time, and this didn't get me like it's supposed to. Mm. That's that's like immediately a red flag. Let's do this. Wow. Let's prep for a controversial, a controversial segment coming up next. Ladies and gentlemen, a Mark Company jar is going to join us for the questions that you submitted. Our future mayor. Tal vez. Just in case you didn't know more, that means maybe. Let's take a break and let's make this shit happen. Let's do it. I'm Andrea, one of the hosts of the Voice of San Diego podcast. Every week, I get together with the other editors at Voice and explain the news that matters in San Diego. Elections, politics, law enforcement, big investigations, and some fun stuff. The great palm tree debate, ranked choice voting, bike lane mania. It's great journalism and a lot of fun. Every Friday, wherever you listen to podcasts. Again, that's Voice of San Diego. Yeah. Mm, that was quite the break, chef. <laughs> I had some burritos paseados. Yeah, Oof. but pero te hace falta el tres leches cake. Oy, oy, oy. Very good. What fast? What mm, fast? This we is just fast. broke it. I yeah. did. Oh, I, I met it, Amar. We were good. Yeah, so this is my mm. famous tres leches cake with uh, lemon cream cheese frosting, triple berry <sighs> compote. Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> you gotta really enjoy so it. So raspberries, us. raspberries, uh, um, blueberries, and strawberries in a compote, which is like a. This like is a, fucking like phenomenal, bro. <laughs> I have a vasectomy, but I can impregnate wife with eating this. <laughs> this gives me like superhuman strength. Oh, wait, no mama. You thought banana was good enough? Just wait till you eat the tres mm. leches. No socks tonight. Mm. <laughs> Someone's no making love. I made, I made too many boys, bro. No socks tonight. We're making a woman tonight. <laughs> That's so good. Thank you. Oh, man. I'm so glad you like it. Mm. Ladies and gentlemen, and we're back. 
We're yes. back. And we we're have there. a new face on board. Questions of the week, Metiche Monday, brought to you by the wonderful people at Three Punk Ales. The same people that brought you all the killer beers that you're used to drinking. That have the ABV that they are advertised as. As advertised. And seltzers. And seltzers for everybody who's gluten-free since 2003. Ladies and gentlemen, we are here joined now with mayoral candidate... Amar Kampanajar. Welcome, bro. Welcome, welcome. Actually, actually, you know what? I get a lot of shit for calling you bro. Ladies and gentlemen, I call everyone bro. I don't mind it. Really? I know you I know you don't mind it. I know you don't mind it. Everyone else minds it. Oh, you're too buddy buddy. I was like, I bust his balls as much as I bust everyone else's balls. That's true. Maybe a little more. You do. So give us a little background before we bust your balls with some of these questions, bro. Okay. It's coming, dog. It's coming. (laughs) So tired of this stuff. I think voters are too, but go ahead. I got receipts this time, so go ahead. Calmado, brother. Calmado. First off, I, I want you to give us a little background. Who are you? Why are you? What's the word? Come on. I am Amar Kampanajar, and why am I is because my dad, an Arab, and my mom, a Mexicana from Guadalajara, had a baby. Yeah, they but where me. in Guadalajara? Yeah, but where in Guadalajara? Where? Never enough. Yeah, never enough. Um, and I'm running for mayor of my hometown. I grew up here. I was born in East County in 1989, moved to West Chula Vista off of Woodlawn and Kearney in 1993. I was four. Yeah. And then in 2003, we moved to Eastlake, where I went to Eastlake High School, which I have my diploma here, motherfucker. Hey, he brought receipts. He brought receipts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, snap. Yeah. You know what? Hold on, man. This is, hey, this hey, is I need you to say What's up? Say, hold it up and go kill you know what? This is too good to pass up. I'm going to have to go live on Instagram. <laughs> so, oh, John McCann's going to have to take away my diploma mm. and three generations of Chula Vistans to say I'm not from Chula Vista. And I'm tired, frankly, of people like John McCann trying to you know, whitewash and airbrush yeah. our history. Because that's the uh, that's the most Chula recent Vista. like attack campaign right now, right? Mm. Why why do you think that politicians go with like these attack things? Like I always they're desperate. Dude, I, can I can I just be really honest? Like yeah. I. I it turns me so off whenever people go nasty like that. Like mm. when I get campaign ads, do you guys, you guys, I, I mean, I know we all see all these mailers like filling up our mailboxes right now. When I see the attack ads, low key, it's like, dude, like you, you had nothing else. Like you got nothing else to stand on. Like we're just going to go nasty. Right. It's just, it's so petty. Low yeah. hanging fruit yeah. is what it is, man. Right. It's low hanging and fruit. And then you know how John says I'm not from Chulo. I mean, oh shit. Ladies and gentlemen. What? This guy sends me a, a mail or a, a little personal letter saying that he's giving himself $50,000, which I don't know what? if you have that to do, but he's giving himself $50,000 to campaign. And he sends it postmarked USPS to your home to address. my home address in Chula Vista. <laughs> I mean, this guy... Dude, he didn't even believe his own lies. I, I'm like, I, I have to tell you, I was like mortified because as somebody that is in the public eye, I was mortified to see videos. Yeah. This guy hired, so I need you guys to know, John McCann hired a private investigator apparently. <laughs> and I think it's with with like, with like funds from yeah, city yeah. council, right? Or mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah, from his campaign. Uh, from his campaign. And 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 they literally followed him going to his girlfriend's house. Yeah. Or is your girlfriend or your yeah, significant other? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Uh, years, yeah. But yeah, like, and I'm just like, I was like, bro, like you went that far, right? Like that that was a little that was a little crazy even for right. me. Like I'm like, I'm cabron. Like, don't you think that's a little crazy? That's bananas. <sighs> But like, it's been I, the center of okay. So we ho- right. we were fortunate enough to host Politifest. Politifest yeah. uh, brought to you by the wonderful people, the Voice of San Diego, yeah. Scott Lewis, Andrea Tol, Andrew Keats. It was a great time. 
that was the center of everything. The epicenter was like, Amar, where are you from? Mm-hmm. Amar, where do you live? Amar, this, Amar, first question out of the gate. Right. Where are you really from, yeah. man? Where do you live? I got that question right. at least 10 times sent through us. Right. Instagram. Discord right. privately. There's some questions that were sent privately. They don't want to have their name associated That's with. Fair. But of all the questions on the top of the list was like, where is he really from? Right. Well, and I think a lot of this goes back to the fact that you ran for congressional seat yeah. 50, right? In mm-hmm. in the East County. Right. Can you explain to us what for the for, for including yeah. myself, I don't understand. So like were you living in East County yeah. then? Yes, I was. Okay. So so like I said, I was born in East County. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I was raised in Chula Vista. Yeah. I have some roots in East County that I'm proud of. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. And actually the fiftieth, that district I ran in has a slither of East Lake. Just to show you how close, like East Lake and Humboldt uh, are not terribly far away from each other, and they actually are part of the same district. Okay. So for me, I don't see any problem with that. I was born in East so County. So same right? address qualified you for 50th congressional no, district. Just, it's a little bit over could have qualified me. For okay, it. got I it. I was in East County for a while. Okay. Um, but 75 percent of my life, I've been in Chula Vista. Got it. So this is my tierra. And yeah. It's funny. He's like, show me your driver's license. I mean, look. What does it say right okay, now? Okay, well, maybe let's Phillip not show that to the camera. Donor. Yeah. But yeah, guys, I, I, can, I can attest to <laughs> So I got to, not, I'm not trying to like flex here, but I got to see Obama when he was in town three, yeah. or three weeks ago, who yeah. I love because he gave me my break. Yeah. I got to work for him and I said, hi, Mr. President. He's like, so you're running for mayor now, you found out. And he said, to, I told him, look, there's a lot of parallels. Skinny Brown got the funny name. Skinny Brown got the funny name. Yeah. I'm running against someone named John McCann, not quite John, John McCain. McCain. Yeah, yeah. He's a white veteran. Right, right, right. And he's claiming I'm not where I'm from. Does that sound familiar? Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, the whole birtherism thing. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. So this really is, it, people have, it's fair to ask me, like, explain to us the East County, East Lake, Chula Vista yeah. experience. I think a lot of us move around growing up. Yeah. And my journey's from East Lake, East County, born there. Moved to Chula Vista in 1993, West Side. Moved to Eastlake in 2003. Right, right. And went to high school there. So I was in college. This is my community. And and that's it. Asked and answered. Yeah. But beyond that, I've, I've heard John ask these questions of like, where are you from? You're not from here. Oh, dude, that, getting into that foreigner thing. Get out of here with and, that. And yeah, exactly. I, I heard you're a couch surfer, bro. I saw the, one of my favorite mailers was you on a couch yeah. just traveling all over San Diego, bro. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? That's one way to see all of it. That's, and that's no de aquí, no de allá type of ni thing de aquí, that ni we de allá. Hear, right? Yes. We get that all the time as a community. And first of all, it's funny, but also low-key, like, offensive to people who are low-income, right? Like, it's making fun of people who couch surf. Like, if you couch surf and you're not... Somebody of a certain income, you can't be mayor. Right. That's true about me. But what's the statement he's trying to make there? So, you know, for me, it's important that we focus back on the issues. He's desperate. He's been in office for 20 years. Yeah. Talk about that. Yeah. But he has no meaningful leadership to provide. He has no vision for the future. And we got to make sure that we have a great future in the city where kids want to live here and not be forced to leave here because opportunities are not in Chula Vista. Yeah. Well, speaking about the future, I mean, let's just speak in terms of like manifesting destiny, right? You've won. What's the first thing you're going to do in office? Like, what's your like? What's your priority for like? Once you get you, you're sitting there, holy shit! You are now mayor. Like the little thing on the desk right. says mayor. Your name is on the door. What are you doing? That's a great question. So you know, I, I look at our biggest problems to the city. Eighty thousand people a day in Chula Vista commute to San Diego for work. Eighty thousand people. That's bigger yeah. than National City's population. The right. whole population. La Mesa. Yep. 80,000 people out of our 300,000 people. We need to bring those opportunities back to Chula Vista. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We need to create jobs here. We need to invest more in public safety and housing opportunities. 
take on the homelessness issue. The problem is that we don't have the financial footing. We don't have the money as a city to fund these programs. That's why Chula Vista has, I mean, you know this, Steve-O, it's, we have the highest sales tax, I think maybe second to National City in right. Chula Vista. Right. So it's yeah, really, National City leads the way on that one. Right. I saw that. I was like, oh, man. Second, right? yeah. Anytime so, I go to Food for Less, I notice that on the bill. It's like, oh, yeah. OMG, <laughs> wait a second. What kind of a tax rate do we have here? Yeah. So how do we lower the tax rate in Chula Vista? By growing the economy. Okay. Because the way that you're going to fund the city is either by generating revenue, growing the economy, getting more people to shop here, spend money here, right. work here, pay their gas here, not pay their gas sending and drive back home. And the way that you're going to do that is attracting more industry. Yes. And the way that we do that is a university. We need a university in Chula Vista. I want our kids to go to school here. I want what Dr. Q said so eloquently. I want yeah. kids to come here and live in housing here, campus housing. Right. Bring faculty here. Yes. And and remove and change that traffic from from south to north, down from now north to south. Right. That will generate revenue, and then I could lower the taxes, but grow the revenue and make it easier, improve the quality of life here. I'm worried that people are going to say, "Look, it's expensive. Taxes keep going up." Gas is more expensive. Might as well just go live by where I work up north. And they'll start leaving Chula Vista. So a university will anchor our community back here. And what I want to do is create the first ever um, endowment program. Mm. So people who are private philanthropists, many of whom are supporting my campaign, many of whom want to see a university here for our community in the South Bay. There's no university south of the 8th. Get them to bring private investment here so that universities like UCSD and SDSU could match. Mm-hmm. And they can see that we're serious about wanting a university. They don't think we have skin in the game. We want, every institution I've talked to has said, you have the enrollment demand. There's so many kids out there, but we don't have a willing partner in the city of Chula Vista to pony up some of its funds to show us that you're serious players. So what I want to do is get an endowment program and get, you know, the Gates live in San Diego. They're big on education. The right. Jacobs built Qualcomm. Right. Get them to partner together, create an endowment program. That will create a lot of interest to get us a university here. And that will create jobs and industries and housing opportunities to make Chula Vista the great city that we all know it can. That was a great segue into this question. How do you see Chula Vista becoming a leader in the county and state in terms of education and educational opportunities for young people and adults? You know? That's a great question. Well, first, <laughs> if you to do that, I think we, need a, we have an election coming up, right? Um, I'm running for mayor of Chula Vista. We have Jose Preciado running in the west side for city council. We have Catalina Chavez who's running in the east side for city council. We got my friend Cesar Fernandez who's running um, for Chula Vista Elementary uh, School School Board. So I think it's important to really not just look at the sexy races, governor and senate and congress, but if you want our city to be a leader on education, elect people who care about our kids. Yeah. And that's where Caesar comes in. That's yeah. where um, you know Francisco Tamayo comes in. That's where Dr. Q comes in, making sure that we have le- leaders that reflect our community and care about our community. And that's how we're going to make sure kids who want to live here aren't forced to leave here to go some to other school districts where they're better funded. Let's invest right here in our city yeah. with our leaders. How do you what how, what what answer do you have to um, some of these small businesses um, who are saying it's so hard to open a business in Chula Vista? You guys make it so difficult. Right. Um, whenever I'm renewing my permits, you know, do you think that part of that equation means? in order to have businesses that are going to provide employment so that people don't have to leave their communities, we have to make it easier, right? For businesses mm-hmm. to be able to open up, to have lower, you know, mortgages, to have, right. you know, lower footprints. Um, 
do you agree with that or do you, what, how do you feel about that? No, hundred percent. As a small business owner myself, I, I do believe What kind that. of small business? Yeah, yeah what do you It's a public affairs firm. So it's like communications ah. marketing for other small businesses that are trying to compete with like bigger companies. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the most difficult tasks I've had in my life as a small business owner is actually working. opening a business here right. in Chula Vista. There was a lot of hoops to jump through and not necessarily a knock on the city of Chula Vista. I just feel that there was not a lot of streamlined um, answers or packages or direction on where to go, how to get it and make it happen. Right. Yeah. I mean, for me, even before the the, the voting uh, term came up, that's always been something on my mind. It's like, what is the future mayor going to do right. to kind of streamline that process, make that process easier, more feasible, a little bit like of a less of a headache yeah. to make it happen? Because uh, of opening a business, it's hard. The paperwork is something that is very important. It shouldn't be that overwhelmingly oh difficult. God, you know? Yeah, Chula Vista is. Uh, people have said this is the worst place to for permitting in yeah. the whole county. In the whole county. And so I've been actually talking to some business owners in East Chula Vista, but I've also talked to Joe Galvez, who. I'd love to bring on to, you know, she worked at IBM. She knows how to deal with, you know, digital architecture and all that stuff. And I think we need a one-stop shop online where mm. you can go and do all of your permitting to where it's organized. And then you get a response quickly from the city, yes. from the employees. Because I want Chilovis to be open for business. If we don't do that, we're still going to have the highest sales tax in the city. We're not going to have enough revenue. And we're going to either become Lemon Gro- or Long Beach in the next couple of years, you know, competing with L.A., the way that we can compete with San Diego or Lemon Grove, which is on the verge of bankruptcy. Right. And if we don't do something aggressive and have a bold agenda and ambitious plans, yeah, we're going to go by the wayside. So my big goal is to improve the permitting process because I've heard everybody, you know, Latinos, white folks, liberals, conservatives, they all say the same thing. It is the hardest place to start and scale a business, Chula Vista. So how do we change that? And I think the way we change that is by easing the permitting process and getting rid of some of the upfront costs like yeah. and putting it into, you know, a, a financing structure once the business is stood up because people could pay it off. But I think the problem is it's so expensive to start a business with like all the, the costs. So expensive so and so tedious. Out? Exactly. Yeah. So we're going to create a one stop shop online where you could do everything you need to start a business online. It's nice to hear you have a pulse on that because yeah. it's it's something that I've I've heard from friends like like Steve and and even myself whenever I was trying to open up Cochi Dorado. Um, I didn't see things happening in National City. And then I thought, oh, well, let's try Chula Vista. And then Chula Vista was like hitting a brick wall. And right. I was like, nope, back to National City it is. Right. You know, it, it just it just wasn't happening. And right. there was and there was absolutely no support. And I remember talking to Steve one time and him telling me how difficult it was um, to open up and how he went through almost like a year's worth of like permitting and back and forth and nobody answering. And then like, you know, two months would go by and then and like- utilities and SDG not coming out and, and water and oh my God. Yeah. Even Canelo has been trying to open for two years. So never I think, heard of I think what's really exciting- <laughs> Never heard of what's really, <laughs> bring, bring your tacos to Chula Vista, Canelo, see what's up. Maybe you should try Oklahoma City first. <laughs> go ahead, Amar. So- what I'm excited about is this new Bayfront that's building out, right? Yes. $1.2 billion. But my concern is what's going to happen to the corridors that lead to the Bayfront? Are you going to just get a bunch of people who are coming from North County for the first time? Yep. Just go to the Bayfront, go to the Gaylord property, and then just go right back home and never go to like Third Avenue Gordo or yep. anything, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Third Avenue, Broadway, the shopping center. So how do we get those businesses ready for prime time? Give them a little bit of a facelift so that they could be ready to attract those people and keep those dollars in our city. Yeah. So that's a big priority to me because my biggest concern is, you know, we're known as a bedroom community, right? Mm. Explain that term. What does that mean? Bedroom community means we have housing, but we don't have work, right? Uh, We have a housing job imbalance. 
So what's going to happen when we open the Gaylord property? It's a it's a twelve story hotel. Yeah. And there's a nearby convention. The idea is to bring convention goers from around the country and the world to the convention, then they could spend their money in our hotel. Yeah. But what happens after six o'clock? You take your badge off. Yeah. Where are you going to go? Are you going to go to Third Avenue or are you going to go to downtown San Diego? Yeah, you're going to go to Little Italy. So now we just became a bedroom community for tourists. Mm. Unless we could attract people to spend money at our restaurants, at our breweries, and our retail. And yeah. that's going to be the biggest job of the next mayor. And I'll tell you one thing. If John had a, my opponent, John McCann, had a plan, you would think you would have seen it over the past 20 years where he's been in office. Yeah. He has no plan for the next 20 years. All he talks about is the last 20 years. He has no vision, no meaningful leadership. And we can't afford to miss this moment. We have to meet this moment with new, innovative leadership. Give me four years. If I don't deliver, then you can throw me out. But we know what we get with John. More of the same. Highest sales tax in the county, second to Chula Vista. Missed opportunity after missed opportunity. We can't afford that anymore. We need Mm -hmm. to move forward. A lot of people also asked, what do you view the Chula Vista mayorship as for you? A stepping stone? You've mentioned, I've heard you say, the tombstone for myself. What is it that you really, are we really a stepping stone? What are your future endeavors? What, how high, how far do you see yourself going in the political scheme? I don't know. I'll be honest. So I'll tell you this. I, I'm committed no matter what to spend the next eight years as mayor of Chula Vista, if you'll have me, right? The first four, if we win, the next four. I'll be 42 when I'm termed out. And this is a city- beautiful age. Go ahead. <laughs> and this city was- <laughs> Right. Wait, wait, wait. How old are you then? I'm 33. Okay, you're pretty young. Dang. Yeah, and I'm not. Uh, ageism, chef. That uh, is called ageism. Why? He's young. It's good for him. <laughs> Thank you. I wish I was doing that when I was 32. And um, so, you know, I am committed to the next eight years, and then we'll see what the future has for me. But I'm all in 100%. And some people say, oh, you're ambitious. And Jill Galvez is the one who's like, Amar, what's wrong with being ambitious? What's wrong with putting everything into being the mayor for eight years? Because if you succeed, the city succeeds and vice versa. What's wrong with having an ambitious mayor who wants to put Chula Vista and its people on the map? And I was like, you know what, Jill, you're right. So for the next eight years, if you'll have me, we're going to build that university. We're going to get the Bayfront. We're going to build a sports arena, which we've been talking about, and bring all that revenue into our city so we can fund public safety, fund housing, deal with homelessness, and make Chula Vista a destination, not a drive-by city that so many people think we're just the drive-by city on your way to Tijuana. Right. We're a destination. We're a world-class destination with amazing culture, unique culture. 300,000 residents here. Exactly. We're not the little town anymore. We are a sleeping giant that has been poke-prodded, and we are on That's the brink right. of happiness and success. That's right. I'm thinking maybe you're the guy for the job. Thank you, bro. It has been a very contentious uh, mayoral candidacy leading up to the elections. This is a very valid question that I read. Please. How do you see your role as mayor in brokering and initiating dialogue between communities that see important issues dramatically different? Mm-hmm. I've never seen such division locally since like Trump came into office. Right. And I feel that it, that has trickled down to mm-hmm. local local elections, local candidacies, local... How are you going to bridge that gap, man? It's right. going to be a tough task. Yeah. I, I can't lie to you and be like, it's going to be easy. But the beauty is that the, we on day one, I come in with the coalition with, you know, city councilmen that we help get elected, like Joe Jose Preciado and Kelina Chavez and, you know, Cesar Fernandez. We're going to have a team on day one, a full team, a new generation of leadership, the likes of which we've never seen in Chula Vista. Like, we got, we got like, a squad, guys. We got, like, a full squad of people who on day one are going to work together, build coalitions, and bring people together. And what I want to do is host a, a summit on housing, 
where we bring developers and the community together mm-hmm. and have them like do a town hall where people just could air out their grievances and we could say, hey, here's what we can do and can't do. Same thing with homelessness um, and same thing with small business, with permitting. I'm going to put my employees and be like, hey, look, they're complaining that the permitting process is too long. You sit there and explain to them why and have them give you ideas as business people how to make the bureaucracy work better. So for me, like the best way to broker, to bridge the gap is to bring people all together and have them air it out. Have them air it all out for public display, transparency, right? Yeah. And we all have so much in common. We all want safe neighborhoods. We want housing opportunities and we want to deal with homelessness. We all want to live where we work and work where we live. We have different ways of getting there. But I think before you could lead, a mayor has to listen. And that's what I've been doing these past past year, campaigning with you guys. That's why this is my third time here, and I'll keep coming back. I don't dodge the tough questions. You know that, Steve-O. Yeah. And um, I think that's what you have to exemplify, that open-mindedness for yeah. people to do that. I, I do have to say, though, in the past, you have changed your political position on some things like Medicare for All, mm-hmm. the Green New Deal. Get him, chef. I mean, you know, you speaking take- speaking about the tough questions, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and you have adopted a little bit more conservative views. I mean, I'm gonna I'm not gonna sit here and lie. Like, I understand that. Like, even me bringing up, um, you know, uh, small business, that's usually a more conservative right. kind of leaning. Um, but what do you say to people who are like, well, where does he really stand? I mean, right. you were leaning more conservative, and then you kind of now are like fully backed by the Democratic Party. Mm-hmm. Where do you land? How do you feel about things like universal health care? I'm like all of you. Like none of us are like cookie cutter. Like I'm a Democrat on this and I'm liberal on this and I'm liberal on everything. It depends on the issue. And for me, I I am the embodiment of our community, Latino community that is, you know, has certain social and work ethic values. Yeah. And I know what those are because they define who I am. When it comes to health care for all, I 100% support that. I don't support certain ways of doing it. Of course. I think it actually won't work. But I do think that we should look at models like in France and Singapore, other countries that have universal health care, and they have a hybrid between like public and private health care. And that way you could have them compete with each other. So that's what I think. Unfortunately, as mayor, I won't be able to do much on health care. Right, right, right. But when it comes to business, when it comes to managing the housing needs, right, that's a big question. People are like, so do you want low income, middle income, or high income? And what we need is 11,000 new homes to meet our quotas in Chula Vista. Some of it's high, some of it's middle, some of it's low. Yeah. Um, but I think most voters are with me where they're like, I'm liberal on certain things. I'm more middle of the road. On totally. Things, right. Well, and that's why I wanted to give you that opportunity yeah. to kind of say where you stand. Because I think so often we want to see somebody in office that represents what we want. Right. Uh, I, I understand that you're not maybe going to be able to do a lot when it comes to universal health care. However, that accessibility to health care right. is definitely something that you can help your community 100%. with. Um, you know, collaborating with um, different providers, uh, whether they be hospitals, mm-hmm. um, ensuring that we have those community clinics and working right. with a lot of those community-based organizations is a crucial part of 100%. your position. So I think that when I ask things mm-hmm. like, do you care about universal right. health care? Is that something? I think that what we want to see in office is somebody that really stands with the beliefs that we want. Right. And that really says, you know what? Yes, I do want the same things that we do. And that's why I'm going to make sure that we are collaborating and speaking with those types of you know, community-based organizations and those faith-based organizations right. to make sure that we're meeting that you know, kind of safety net, the health safety net right. that we need by working not just with our community-based organizations, but also with you know, your board of supervisors right. and 
making sure that the county of San Diego is providing that that additional yeah. health safety net, right? Point. Don't talk you, about it, be about exactly. it. Exactly. I'll give you a good example of yeah. what I'm excited about. So I'm endorsed by Nora Vargas, Supervisor Nora yeah. Vargas. She'll be on in two weeks. He's great. <laughs> we love Fletcher, her. David Alvarez, the governor. Yes. And we're going to build a coalition together to deal with homelessness, which has to do with health. Absolutely. Right? It's a public health issue. It's a yes. personal health. It's a mental health issue. Yes. Chula Vista, not even Chula Vista, the whole South Bay, we don't have a shelter for homeless people. So yeah. where do they go? Yeah. They're just out on the street. And it's not compassionate to let someone die of an overdose near elementary school, right? That's not compassion. Of course. So what I want to do is work with the county board, bring their mental, because, you know, the city of Chula Vista, we don't have money allocated for mental health services. It's the county that has it. Correct. So you have to have America go out there and be like, well, we pay county taxes. Right. Give me my money back and Absolutely. put it into our... Our shelter. So I'm 100% about having compassion and dealing with mental health issues, not just physical, but mental, right? We have a stigma on mental health. Agreed. And we gotta, we gotta Especially work on in that. our Latino and, and, and uh, minority communities. Right. We Absolutely. definitely are like, we're tough. You got this. Right. I you learned that's not true. Get over it. <laughs> Think positive. Brittany friend. Williams. We had Brittany Williams on the podcast <laughs> right. last week, and she yeah. was dropping some major knowledge oh, to the yeah. point where I'm like, oh, well, I've got to. I've got to check into my mental health. You know who needs BJ? Wake up over there in the corner. <laughs> Why don't you shoot a question from the Discord, my man? Yes, shoot sir. us something. Get a, get something for Amar. Let's see what you got. This one comes from Steve's favorite Discord member, JPZ. Nope. Why is Amar a Dodgers fan? I'm not. What's what? Make things up. I was at the pot. I went to the. I just Padres speak for the people. I am not them. It's not true. You're a I'm Dodger a, fan. No, I'm a Padres fan. <laughs> I'm not even going to dignify that one. That one's... Is the record show? You know, just, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was there with Caesar. We were at 3-1 and one at Caesar. As, at, uh, oh, wait, Fernandez, not Torres. Yeah, Torres Fernandez, is here. Let's yeah. see, maybe he has a question for you later, but okay, go ahead. <laughs> I'm a Padres fan. I'm not taking next that Next question. <laughs> All right, next one. This one's actually for you, Steve. Me? From Aaron. What the heck? We need a distraction. When's the next community cleanup beautification oh. project? We kind of touched on it. But we did touch on it. We will be working on something with... Uh, where, where, where's Justin? Justin is more qualified to answer that. But yeah, there, there's an opportunity that Chef brought up... Uh, I like that. The Feeding San, San Diego. Diego. Feeding San Diego is yes. something that we can totally work together. Yes. If put into mayorship, my man, if voted in and getting the opportunity to represent my fair city, my town, where I eat, sleep, and produce. <laughs> and reproduce. I need, I mean, yeah. <laughs> what are you going to do to help us with this? I, I, I feel like there's opportunities where we have to call you guys to task. Mayor Salas was very involved with what we do. You know, she she's given us kudos on, on how we get involved with the community. I'm looking for a mayor that's going to continue that trend, not just Absolutely. simply say all the right things and do all the right things to get into the mayor role, but also like fulfill them when you're actually in the mayor Absolutely. role. Yeah. So we're going to be looking at whoever is in that mayor position to help us moving forward, my man. Yeah. I got you. I'm here for you guys. I'm all here right. for the community, man. Like it's just, and you've been feeding me, speaking about feeding America. <laughs> you guys gave me some really good burritos and, and some really good tres leches. Amazing, amazing. <laughs> there goes our fast. Season. Yeah. But absolutely. My priority is to make sure that we take care of our kids. There's a lot of food insecurity and a yes. lot of food deserts in Chilovis, yes. as we know. Yes. And uh, it leads to health issues, right? So the absolutely. best way to, to deal with healthcare in this country is ensuring good, healthy habits, right? Absolutely. Making sure that we have preventative, you know, um, interventions to deal with this stuff and making sure that kids have healthy food to lead healthy lives. So, 100,000%. Um, I want to make sure that kids who are in our city are safe, uh, are healthy, and not just our kids, but but working families, single Whole mothers families, like yeah. my mom. Question from Instagram. Plans to make Chula Vista accessible for people with disability and the elderly. What are future plans or molds to make that a reality? Absolutely. So I always keep coming back to, and people are tired of hearing this, but you know we pay local taxes, we pay state taxes, and we pay federal taxes. 
So every time I look at something that needs money, I'm like, well, where's the federal money that we're supposed to get back? No taxation without representation, right? Right. But we don't get those federal dollars. That's why we have the highest local taxes to fund things because we're not going after the state money or the federal money. And there is money allocated in the federal government for ADA compliance, for building and making this city more accessible to those with uh, disabilities. And so my commitment, as in many other things, is to bring more federal dollars to invest in these kinds of programs to make our city more accessible to those who have disabilities. BJ? That's awesome. And I think it's an easy way to transition into the question that I wanted to bring to you. Please. Um, this one revolves around Measure A. I don't know if you're mm-hmm. familiar. It's the cannabis business tax. Oh, Measure A is, uh, is public safety, I think. It's on the ballot. Get measure your a. shit together, BJ. Cannabis <laughs> business tax. Uh, it says, shall the measure oh, to fund general one. county publishes. Blah. It's, it's laced in all that jargon of this is to help children and butterflies in schools by taxing those dirty stoners. But as someone who is spending some dollars in our local dispensaries, I feel like the prices are already getting pretty high. And if you're going to slap those taxes on people, that's not going, they're not going to swallow that you know money. That's going to come back on the people who are spending money in their community. Right. And then, you know, that money just goes into a pool that, you know, could right. be anything. But And then you pass that cost onto the consumer, which is a problem. So explain right. to me just right. if there's something I'm missing in there. Just for clarification, I'm not asking if yeah. you have an endorsement or if no, you're against I don't, it. No, I don't support raising taxes on cannabis. But uh, yeah, I mean, it, <laughs> fucking stoner. Look at how you, does, bro. Look at you, Barry Jesvera. Is Barry there an alternative that, that we could go, go with as a community? Because this seems to be the first thing that comes up always, especially right. when the weed debate is brought up. Think of all the money we're going to make off these people buying drugs. But like, we're a big part of the community and we get this stigma that just gets put on us that we're, you know, drug users and the best thing we could do is just tax the shit out of them. Is there a way we can find another way to avenue that money, you know, instead right. of taxing people who are spending money in their community? Right. I mean, look, it, I, I think it's a good thing that we got it regulated and we could turn it into legitimate businesses and make sure that, you know, legal providers are getting incentivized to do that and not incentivize illegal providers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if mm-hmm. you keep taxing like anything else, the more upfront cost people have to pay, the more cost prohibitive it is to do this the, the honest way. So yes. I think that we should be growing the industry and generate more revenue that way than running people out of business by raising the taxes. Because what's going to happen is that the, the, the local small business people won't be able to compete, but the big conglomerates will, will be able to survive. So now you're creating this cash system in this industry where the people who have all this revenue and they're, yeah. they're cash rich, they could sustain it. But the small businesses that are trying to get up and, and be locally owned and provide value to their, their customers locally, they'll be run out of business. So I'm always weary of that. And yeah. Call that conservative or middle or liberal. But I think it's important that we look out for the small people, the little guy, the business owner, and not just tax them out of existence. To tack on to the tail end of that question, I have somebody here from Instagram asking, ideas to help... Resident businesses with the current situation. We are an economy in flux right now. Not things are all looking uh, puppy dogs and ice cream. We are dealing with a lot of economic difficulties currently as a resident and as small business owners. Is there anything on the docket that we can look forward to? Right. That's a good question. So there's uh, so so Congress gave us sixty million dollars for COVID relief for small businesses. We've already spent thirty million of it, and I don't know on what because I haven't seen the relief go around. But my job as mayor will be to to share the $30 million and give it to small businesses in the form of grants, $30 million by 2024. 
So I'll have a year to, to get that out there. Um, so I want to make sure that money goes to those small businesses who've been hard, hit the hardest, right? Who've been brave and kept the faith, didn't shut down during COVID like yours, and then they get rewarded, that we create some incentives for them to, to stay open. Um, and my goal is it's not going to happen overnight, but obviously get more relief federally and, and statewide. Um, and my other hope is that we could grow our revenue as a city, by welcoming more business, welcoming more investment. The Gaylord property, the Bayfront will be open in 2025. Hopefully that brings you guys new customers. And the more customers we get in, the more revenue we get as a city. And then I could look to to the city and say, hey, we could lower taxes now because we could fund the city without having high taxes. And that will give small businesses relief in the coming years ahead as well. An Instagram question for an Instagram handle. Amar for California. Why not Amar for Chula Vista? Good question. I mean, I could change it, but I think every time you change it, you have to wait a couple weeks. And we didn't want to do that because we were campaigning. Change it now, fool. I can't change it right now. I can change mine. I can change mine. (laughs) (laughs) Valid question brought to you by Lady Gentleman Punk Rotter. Punk Rotter. Okay. (laughs) Here's a big question for you, man. This past spring, $4.5 billion were secured to invest in a blockchain tech and crypto capabilities. Mm. Have you thought about possibility of Chula Vista becoming a technology hub? For emerging tech. If so, what do you have in mind that would bring startup founders and companies to Chula Vista to spend some of that $4.5 billion? We recently went over that, what, maybe six months ago, right around when you guys, everybody in the candidacy before the primary started coming on and talking about that. We uh, have the capacity to be that kind of town. Right. We have the capacity to house an Amazon yes. on the Bayfront. What happened? What can happen? No, absolutely. An Amazon, a Tesla, a SpaceX. I've always wanted to bring SpaceX to Chula Vista. But... I think what we need is the R&D arm first, which is the university, right? Lockheed Martin was was the one pushing for uh, UCSD. And if we could build an R&D arm here in Chula Vista, UC Chula Vista or, you know, a CSU version of that, that's going to be the anchor for tech companies to want to come here. So that's why I'm super just narrowly laser focused on getting this university, hopefully in the next four years. And David Alvarez, the assemblyman, He's working on securing funding, too. So yeah. if we could do that, we could attract more Amazons. We could attract more um, Teslas and SpaceXs. But the other thing is, there's a young man named um, Joe Frausto. He has a company called Multitasker. Mm. And he's basically creating like a one-stop shop app for people who want to create ADUs. And so he's basically doing like what Amazon did with retail and books and like Uber did with like driving. Right. He's doing with ADUs. Accessible dwelling units, people who want to get like Airbnb their homes, right. like build more construction. Um, maybe instead of bringing another Facebook or bringing a Tesla or Amazon, why don't we build one right here in Chula Vista with the amazing, you know, brain power that we have in our city with our young people? And he went to East Lake High School, by the way. So he's a wow. Chula Vistan from here, from our tierra. So I, I would love to be able to create that pipeline of innovative, creative people that we've seen up in La Jolla and we've seen in, in you know, yeah. The UTC area, why can't we have it right here in Chula Vista? So that's my goal is to attract and create the next Amazon right here in Chula Vista. All right. Next question, BJ. Anything else from the Discord? We got two more from the Discord. This one's from Geo72. I'm using everybody's names because Ooh, they want to ask questions. Hold them accountable. They get names. Uh, mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on CVPD using drones to patrol neighborhoods? Mary Salas approved this contract. Would you continue it? <clears throat> Look, there were some questions about the data that was being shared with like Motorola and all that stuff. And like, can that data then be like sold to companies privately? That I had an issue with. But 
I met with the CBPD, and you've talked to Oyos. They don't um, allow for that to be sold. They don't even hold on to the data long enough for it to be sold. So, yeah, allegedly Oyos, when he came in, he was telling us that the drones. Lieutenant Oyos, put some respect sorry, on the name. Hey, you know what? Breaking news: no longer the highest ranking Mexican, not even top two. He went down to number three. All points aside, whatever, we still uh. think highly of you. He actually brought up the topic of the drones because that was something I was kind of harping on. He says that the drones issued out by CVPD don't necessarily face down when flying. The cameras are shunned up. So cameras are off when they're not going to a location. Right. To be believed or not, I don't know. I don't have the insight on that. But yeah, on that. Look, we're... we're uh, Flying yeah. over me. You're not going to see anything you want to see. Look, the Chula, Chula Vista... What I love about Chula Vista PD is that they are bringing innovation in. Mm. And I'll give you an example why that's great. Um, first, it's it's more efficient. I'll give you an example. The drone, right? I saw footage of, of that drone program you're talking about fly over. Someone called um, 911. They were like, there's a guy at 7-Eleven who's like flashing a gun around. And he's like with his friends and he's like waving the, the gun around. So instead of sending a, a patrol unit to go escalate the situation, because the moment that car pulled up, you could tell it would get bad. They sent a drone over the drone zoomed in and saw the guy was lighting his cigarette with a lighter that looked like a gun. Now, imagine if a cop pulled up to that scene and that guy just aimed it at him. That would have been a different situation. So that drone serves as a first responder. It de-escalates the situation. It gets there quicker than a cop car can get there. Mm-hmm. And it promotes safety. But the, the question is, how do you balance safety privacy. with privacy? Right? Yeah. And there's, a, there's a task force that the city council <clears throat> formed of private citizens to conduct oversight on that program. And that's what you need. The oversight piece will deal with the privacy element, but there definitely is a safety benefit to it. And we have to just balance that. In this new world where everything is, everything's online, everything's digitized, privacy continues to be a question on all walks of life, including in public safety. And we have to make sure that we're just balancing public safety and privacy on the scales of justice. And that's something that the next mayor has to keep a vigilant eye on. But I think it's great technology if used properly. And if used properly... Like most technology. Exactly. Yeah. Our phones, right? Yeah. Yeah. What do you say to residents who say, I can't can't buy a home in Chula Vista. I have to leave Chula Vista to become a resident somewhere else. Any financial relief, any opportunities, anything we can do to solve these issues? Absolutely. So number one, we have to build more housing because the more housing you build, the lower the cost will be, right? More inventory. And that means how do we make sure the front end costs aren't so expensive, right? Um... And the other thing is, again, this is where having partnerships and coalitions matters. Like who you work with, who you know, relationships matter. And I have close relationships with the governor, and he just passed $600 million to help assist first-time home buyers, those newlyweds, right, those new couples, those you know, young people. So that's what I want to bring is that relief to first-time home buyers who want to live here, who are third or fourth or fifth generation Chula Vistans like us. They want to live here and not be forced to leave here. How can we get that state funding, again, our tax dollars, and put it to work for our communities? Building more housing, getting more state funding, um, and then like reconverting some of those empty MTS parking lots and building housing on top of it. because They're always empty. They're not being used. And any public land that we build housing on, is it costs a dollar to the property manager if it's publicly owned. We could sell it for a dollar. Mm. So, so we could lower the barrier of entry to build housing, right? So... How do we use government and nonprofit and work with community to build more housing? More housing is what we need to lower the cost of housing. Recently, we had a local business who received a little bit of pushback, some scrutiny um, from somebody running for city council. 
You know, yeah. we have a local mm-hmm. business owner. He was on the podcast. We'll say Barajas on Uncakes. They had just felicidades. They had their one-year anniversary here on Third Avenue. Yes. Uh, they had pushback for an event that they were hosting, a uh, Disney-themed trivia, Halloween. Right. Yes. So they did have uh, people come in dressed, and, and somebody came in drag and was going to be the host. I forget the name. Yeah, I've me heard. too. Okay. So we have a local city uh, council member that's running for a, a vacated seat. Thoughts? How do you approach a situation with that? It almost seemed like there was division being prod on an otherwise festive, you know, celebration right. of a small business, uh, minority-owned, you know, all of the things owned, indigenous-owned. What are your thoughts? What are your stance on that? Yeah, no, I went to the I went to M Cakes that day that they were getting not yeah. just not just like getting bad publicity, but this guy was getting death threats. Yeah, yeah. And any candidate or elected who stokes that kind of violence shouldn't hold political office. I agree. And so regardless of your personal views on it, the fact that it escalated to violence is unacceptable. And I was there the next day talking to the business owner. I shopped there. I took a po- photo, showed my support because that's, that's who Chula Vista is. We're an inclusive, welcoming city. Yes. And I know that there was a time when our parents, you know, many years ago, not that long ago, actually, 50, 60 years ago, there were signs that said no spicks or dogs allowed. Mm-hmm. And we're not going back to those days where we would discriminate and say certain people can't come shop here. Right. Because you're African-American or Latino or you have a certain lifestyle. And if you're not comfortable with that, don't go shop Don't go. You have, as far as I'm concerned, that business owner has the freedom to exercise their free enterprise. That is a law and a right that we have as Americans. And people have the right to express themselves just like you have the right to just not go. Don't go if you don't want to. But don't attack somebody don't use violence don't threaten violence don't incite violence and, and i just wish that you know our our friends on the conservative side would just do things in a way that was more civil i'm starting to notice that it's happening more and more when there's a culture war it has to it turns into violence and i don't know why it has to become that we could have differences of opinion and on our side as democrats we have to be, be patient to take the time to educate those who, do, who are afraid of what they don't Mm. Right, And so both of us have to come together, but violence is never, never the option. And we're not going back to days when we're discriminating based on who you are or who you love or what you look like. We're not that. Chula Vista, as mayor, I will have zero zero tolerance for that kind of behavior. As an aside, completely different. I like your answer. Thank you. That was awesome. Um, (laughs) PolitiFest, how did you feel going toe-to-toe finally with John McCann, man? I was, you know, in the background, (laughs) a little inebriated, having a good time, not wearing a cowboy hat, Um, just kind of observing. That was my first political debate experience, man, in all honesty. I've never never been a part of these things. I've always found them boring, and the same kind of people always come are... Or uh, debating, yeah. and they look a certain way. You was obviously, it boring? It was not boring. <laughs> you guys were petty as fuck, man. Hey, he's I'm not, yeah, yeah, you guys were petty as fuck. Damn, yeah. Lord, what yeah. happened? Yeah. No, I'm, I'm usually trying to be, you know, but he kept hitting me. Right. I, I, like, put, I put the wait. questions away, so now I'm shooting from the fucking hip. No, he, <laughs> yeah, so he you guys kept, were very petty. It, it just seemed very um, low-hanging fruit, going tit for tat. But he started that shit, and I, I told you. <laughs> I, he's I, on, I went I'm to a, shut I'm it gonna, down. I'm going to finish it. And everybody was happy. My cocktail has Everybody has to go after him. Everyone's like, Mark, go after him. I was like, no, no, no. But after a certain point, I realized, I'm like, there's no rules here. Like, there was no time limit for Mm -mm. response or answer. I'm like, this is the wild, wild west. Yeah. So it's time to fuck come out swinging. Yeah. Yeah. You can say fuck. No worries. I went after him. And Mm. I was just like, dude, you're just a... He still hasn't come to my house. I said, I'll make you chilaquiles if you come to my house. He hasn't shown up. So the invitation is still still there. How do you make you chilaquiles? Oh, no. (laughs) 
Oh, not good. How do you, oh, not good. And that's why I was going to serve it to him. No. Well, what about the best burrito in Chula Vista? The best burrito in Chula Vista is at the Lita's Take your time. Canyon. Is the I one you just it. ate? I'll tell you right now. California burrito. All right. From where? From Lolitas on Telegraph Canyon. And what we want... Here comes a gotcha no, journalist question. Eric Casas, no, put it on me. No Does the Lolitas cream. California burrito come with or without guacamole? Without, but we got to... All right, my guy. All right, all right, all right. right. I'm, 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 I'm with it. Good I got to charge an extra guacamole. I wanted to see what's up. I think it was the about sour it. cream, though. And I put beans instead. Things that I learned from the PolitiFest, though, in all, in all reality. It... it Chula Vista is a divided community. It's a divided community in the sense that what we do here at Emo Brown and the people that we kind of fuck with and, and, and bring into our circle and, and deal with us and work with us are completely different than some of the demographic that were here that day. Right. We are a very conservative town with old school mentality still. And I feel we represent the antithesis of that, something that's completely different that was represented at the PolitiFest, man. You have a, whoever's going to be mayor has a tough task, tough job in front of them. Yeah. To bridge that gap. And, and, and it was funny because you could see the people cheering on. You could see the right. people kind of like rooting and backing their horse. You could see Caesar in the background looking like Brooks and Dunn. Looking, <laughs> you can, all of these things were available to be seen. One of the topics that was kind of ignored and not really uh, addressed on, at PolitiFest, that a young lady was there representing with old school 1930s like uh, panel A-frame uh, type of uh, 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 marketing, homelessness. What is something we can do to address the homelessness in Chula Vista as it becomes more and more prevalent? And since the pandemic, I feel like it's out there, man. That's a good question. Look, my opponent was asked the same question on KUSI. You've mm-hmm. had 20 years to deal with this. You've been in office for 20 years. And it's like, what are you going to do to fix it? And you know what his response was? I've only been in office for 16 years. Oh, jeez. Okay. Stop. So, so we got to wait 16 more years for him to come around this homeless issue. We can't afford that. Abuela. So on his watch, we shut down a park. Right? And if he spent as much time following this issue as he does following me around town, maybe we'd have this problem solved. Shots fired. But, Damn, but, bro. But here's the reality. Duck. like this, ho- this, this The homelessness issue has gone out of hand. And the way we solve it is we get a sh- homelessness shelter in the South Bay. It doesn't have to be necessarily in Chula Vista. And working with the county board of supervisors, we could get that done. Me and Nora Vargas and Nathan Fletcher are already talking about doing this. So Being not, on the show in two weeks from now, go ahead. That's right. So it's not an abstraction, but they want a mayor they could work with. And right now, if John McCann, God forbid, becomes mayor, he'll be a Republican with four city council members who are Democrats. They won't get Jesus. shit done. And that will hurt every Republican, Democrat, and Independent. Right? Yeah. The county board of supervisors is going to have political tension with him. If you want a city that could get shit done... Then all of us as Democrats getting elected, it'll be more harmonious. There won't be this, because you're a Democrat, I'm a Republican, I don't want to help you. All that petty shit that we hate. If if we have a Democratic Latino mayor who cares for our issues, we'll get it done. And so we need we need a couple things. A shelter. We need to build more housing because it's expensive. Not everybody who's homeless has mental health issues, by the way. Some people have domestic abuse issues. Yes. Unaccompanied minors. Yes. People who just missed a car payment or a house payment, exactly. living paycheck to paycheck, lost their job due to hard times um, of the pandemic. So we have to have an all of the above approach, right? Um, so housing is a, is a key element of that. Uh, mental health is a key element of that. A shelter, emergency shelter is a key element, but then also enforcement. You know, if you're doing drugs... Or if you're engaging in illegal prostitution or overdosing or, you know, c- committing crime right in front of a school, Harborside Elementary, we have to follow the law. And of we course. Have to enforce the law. And then the, the state, this is wonky, but the state just passed care court. And care court 
is basically if you are severely mentally ill where you can't take care of yourself, what will happen is the state, a state employee will take you on like a conservatorship, which obviously is kind of controversial, like the whole Britney thing. That's and that could lead to maybe some problems. But these are people who cannot take care of themselves, who are living on the streets, right? Who are dying of overdoses and have severe mental issues, right? Mental health issues. So there's an all of the above approach on, on, on homelessness that we're going to be able to do together. And it's going to take all of us coming together. It's going to take every candidate on this slate working together, not being divided or divisive like you were saying. And we have to have leaders who, who lead by example. If you want less divisiveness in our city, we can't elect people who are divisive, people who throw rocks and engage in violence and try to other other people. That's what my opponent embodies. Damn, you guys have been dirty this whole fucking candidacy. You guys are just talking shit to each other. He's, he's, he started it. Politics, I, you know what? You know, I think I would excel in politics strictly on the shit talking format, dog. You should. Just simply on talking shit, bro. I think I could take over, dog. Amar, this is it. Wrap yeah, it man. up, dog. What do you got for us? What do you want? Why should we vote for you? Absolutely. Look, at, look, this election's about the next 20 years, not the last 20 years. We need a new, innovative leader with a fresh approach, right? This is my community. I think I've proved it beyond the shadow of a doubt. I showed you my driver's license, my, <laughs> my diploma, my mail that I got from John McCann. This is my community. I love this community. I'm the only candidate who's lived on the west side and the east side. I'm the only candidate who has a coalition ready to serve on day one. I have the experience to bring out our federal and state tax dollars to our city so we don't have to raise taxes. And I think this is a city that has so much potential. I want my kids to be proud to be from Chula Vista. I want my kids to be proud of their father, right? Like, as you guys know, like, I've gotten a lot of shit because I'm called a terrorist. I've been called everything. What I haven't been called is a quitter. And I've always been known to be a fighter. And I'm going to fight and put all my ambition and all my corazón into making Chula Vista the best place to live in this country. And that's why you should vote for a Mark Camp and a jar for Damn, me. dog. What do you think, Chef? I mean, it, it's kind of cool. Speak, you guys always know that I'm all about inclusivity, and I, I think it, it would be super cool to have somebody that not just represents Mexicanos, but also, um, you know, that has, uh, you know, that Arabic ha- yeah. background. I, I really, I, I think you mentioned that you would be the first in the country. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the that's first Latino Arab American. That is that is a big deal. So you want to you, know, you want to you give fucking Trump a heart attack <laughs> after he tried to ban Mexican ban Arabs and deport Mexicans. Have a Latino Arab American mayor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dale en su madre con let's see. Let's say he throws his hat into the uh, into the presidency arena and he actually wins. What do you do then? Would you be forced to work with him? And, and, and no, you have to. Yeah? You have to. But doesn't mean you have to do be happy about it. And the next election, you work your tail off to beat the guy. BJ, since we're all about inclusivity, we will not ask you for your opinion. Thank you for showing up, though. <laughs> no, cierto, BJ. You are a father in this community. I'm a renter, man. My opinions don't matter. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Oh, Here we go. It, huh? I'm a renter, too, so I get it. Where? Downtown. Oh, bye bye. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I think that'll do it, right? We yeah. had we, we got food, we had burritos, we had cocktails, we had Amar, we had Dr. Q. Casas, you said too much, not quite enough. BJ, welcome. <laughs> Meticha Monday. That's right. The Emo Brown Podcast. That's a wrap. Exactly.